All right. Hey, Superdon's here. Hey, man. Oh, hey, how did that happen? Are you joining me because you just don't get Got too, too many buttons here. I didn't push the right one. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We're about to begin the Robert Scott Bell here, show. Here, this uh, is your show. September There 12th. we go. There's there we go. Superdome. That's more Look, appropriate. I can do this to him. Squash him. There, I'll do this here. This is even better. There we go. Yeah, right there. All right, Super D. Um, we got a great show. I, I'm in a decidedly better space today. Um, everything yeah, is a proverbial knock on wood or whatever my head's made of. Uh, but boy, we've been through <laughs> uh, technological disasters to get here. I'm so thrilled. And uh, who's going to bear the benefit of that? In our first hour, our first time guest, Monica Yates. And she's got a, a podcast. I can't even say it because we're a family friendly show. I <laughs> as, what do I say that is? Um, as heck. As, as heck. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. It's not like we're averse to uh, dropping the F bomb occasionally, but, you know, we got kids in the audience. We let parents decide. That's for the that. overnight show, not the daytime. That's show. right. But again, we were very forthright when candid and talking about these topics. There's going to be relationship discussions here today with Monica Yates. Uh, and we've got that going on. Also, Cordy Lee Williams is scheduled back, hour two. Hashtag Megaphone Reen. Hashtag seventeen seventy six Forever Free. I'm wearing the shirt, and uh, we got that going on. We got censorship discussion. We got the homeopathic hits. All the homeopathic hits on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Gelsemium is climbing, climbing the charts. I'll just say that for next hour. So uh, with that, come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. There's a chat room there. Engage with us. Uh, the various social media areas that we haven't been banned on, there's probably, uh, yeah, you can chat with us there as well, and we'll see what's going on as we let the healing uh, rip right here on the Robert Scaffold Show. Let it go. You're going to let one rip? That's good. Let the healing rip. <laughs> the Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, you guys ever wonder how government propaganda really succeeds? What's necessary for it to win the day as far as altering the consciousness, the awareness, even reducing the intelligence of the people of any given uh, area, country, etc.? Well, one of the critical things necessary for government propaganda to work is censorship. They must, they must shout down or silence voices of dissent, perspectives that are not supportive of the narrative. In this case, a narrative that would, uh, well, argue that you're a permanent victim. You are permanently uh, basically just on teetering on the edge of dying from whatever virus they say is going around. And that if you don't listen to their spokespeople, and that includes those the CIA writes for and employs within the mainstream propaganda filled pharmaceutically conflicted media, uh, then suddenly now you are going to be called into question. You're going to be called names. If those names don't, call you back into silence, then they're going to start heaping, let's say, those adjectives in a way that your fellow um, former family members or friends, I say it that way because we've just been through, you know, the three years of COVID crazy and we find many of the people we thought were or our family and friends have turned on us because we refuse to mask up. We refuse to allow for injections of experimental varieties to be given to us and our children. And that was a, you know, apparently a, a crime 
uh, that is worthy of being censored, censured, and uh, canceled, in fact. And if the uh, government couldn't do it directly, it would do it indirectly. And we're going to find out, in fact, that uh, the courts, the federal courts are now acknowledging that it wasn't just an indirect campaign, that it was direct pressure put upon uh, certain media outlets that are not considered media outlets officially, but they they are the town square down social media. And even today, YouTube is partnering ever stronger with the World Health Organization, probably the World Economic Forum, Klaus Anal Schwab and the like to suppress any information that doesn't go along with the narrative. They still their public policy is basically if you do anything that disagrees with the World Health Organization, they'll probably add in the CDC like they did during COVID and other things. Uh, or goes against local public health policies, uh, you will be banned. You will be uh, censored. You will be basically deplatformed. And we, you know, we experienced that as we lost our YouTube channel some years ago now, uh, as well as uh, Spotify, which is weird still to this day. I don't get why we're not on Spotify, considering they paid Joe Rogan a hundred million. And well, somebody can figure that out. And then LinkedIn, the wussies of wussies. For those that do LinkedIn, thinking, man, I'm going to connect with really powerful mega business people. I'm like, if you're using LinkedIn, I got questions about your power, right? How powerful you really are when they censor things that, uh, well, they feel like it doesn't fit the narrative. You're promoting misinformation and disinformation and the real misinformation and disinformation, much less malinformation has been covering coming from government mouthpieces, whether they be within government or whether they be from pharmaceutical placed advertisements and the editorializing that goes on in the 24 hour news networks. And yes, that includes even Fox News, which gets a significant portion of their revenue from pharmaceutical advertisers. 50, 60, 70, 80 percent depends on the show. And, you know, the daytime uh, talk shows, if you can call them talk shows, it's one drug commercial after another, one uh, vaccine promotion after another. And that's what was so fun to watch uh, uh, Novak Djokovic win the U.S. Open. And, you know, the shot of the day sponsored by Moderna. And the guy who won was the guy who said, uh-uh, no shots for me. Thank you very much, but I ain't getting them. And the Biden administration tried to keep him out of the United States during the COVID craziness. And he couldn't participate. He was challenged uh, with, like, hey, are you willing to lose your ranking as the best tennis player in the world forever and ever just because you won't get the shot? And he said, yeah, my my freedom, to what I put in my body is way more important than all of those accolades, et cetera. And, of course, he's come back and shoved it back in their face or, you know, overhanded it back into him as he wins again. Uh, so these are the things that are fascinating to me as we watch uh, uh, some things come full circle, that so-called government that is not all powerful, uh, but we have been, uh, let's say, propagandized to believe that it is. I mean, here's one of the great propaganda campaigns is like you are powerless. You're only one guy. You're only one gal. And the stuff the government says, you know, you can't really do anything about it. Just give up. In fact, worse, don't even give up. Just go go home, stay and isolate yourself because you're a danger to yourself and others. And if you don't do it voluntarily, again, we will propagate the behavior of those around you to shame you into staying at home. And it worked to some degree during the initial COVID crazy years we've been through. The question is, is it going to work again? And I'll tell you what my concern is about you know, as, as Super Don and I have discussed this on the air, how we're like, you know, I don't think they can pull it off this time. It's just too many people are seeing through it. At the same time, let's just imagine, and, and I don't like to imagine this, but let's, I don't know, war game it or strategize it out. If what some are saying is true, 
and there's more factual uh, support for this than ever as I review these things, that the uh, various uh, generations of wireless technologies, whether it be in your home or on the towers outside your home, that they can be altered in terms of frequency, generation, power, et cetera. They hit a certain frequency and certain things that have been injected into a lot of people are activated. And again, this is not me just saying it. It's like there are papers on this stuff going, yep, well, this is this does this, this does this, this splits DNA. And if they were to turn something like this on and you are to watch visually and viscerally, not just on the news, but around you in the cities, et cetera, where people are heavily populated and heavily jabbed or injected, dropping like flies and bleeding from their eyes. And then they call it Marburg or Ebola. That's the, the unknown here. Are people prepared to see that and still stand strong and say, this is a lie, this is a deception, this is a scam, despite the fact that there may be a harsh reality of people that have been set up to be terminated via a, 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 almost a science fiction beam ray weapon without calling it that. But you know what I'm saying? These technologies are very real. If you go back and read uh, the book by Arthur Furstenberg, The Invisible Rainbow, and you deny the impact of the electronic signals through wires, much less wireless on the human and animal frame, uh, then you're in a state of denial about something that's, again, it's difficult to conceive of because we've been programmed to be materialistic and reductionist in our worldview and to deny that energy has anything to do with anything, even though most wars are fought for what? The resources that provide energy, right? And so it's a, you know, it's a fascinating journey and it's a, a, a um, uncomfortable journey to begin to look at things like this, but we have to acknowledge that there are folks on this planet that do have nefarious schemes and plots that do collude together to do horrible and harmful things for whether it be for profit or whether it be just for power and control. It's naive to believe that that's not happening. It is happening. It's always happened. It's part and parcel to, to life on planet earth. Now you and I don't participate in that. Typically we're not interested in that. I don't want to have power over anybody. I mean, I got enough fun dealing with my own self. I don't want to have power over somebody else, but a lot of people are power hungry, money hungry. They're mad with, oh, I got to get that. And, and it's sort of a displaced and misplaced uh, attempt to reconnect, I believe, to their divinity. Because that power that they seek is really love. Vitamin L we've talked about here, which is much more powerful than power itself. Love. I'm talking about power of love, love. I've been learning about this my whole life. <laughs> I think maybe all of us are to various degrees. And, you know, lately two words come to mind, love and patience, love and patience, love and patience, especially when I, with uh, the technological failings going on around me, as we reset the studio last week over the holiday weekend that I didn't know I had because the cancer control society event canceled at the last minute. And it was, what do we do? And I was able to be as productive as ever for three days that it, or more that I didn't have to be able to do that. And it was amazing, but it's like, wow, this vibrational shift happened and my computer equipment couldn't keep up. Have you all ever experienced that where massive change and shift has happened in your state of consciousness and then physical things start happening and breaking around you, whether it's a car or a computer. And here I was dealing with, you know, the customer support on, you know, phone hour after hour going back and forth. And you know what I did maintain in, even in the midst of all that frustration, my sense of humor my patience and, you know, quietly, subtly, but unconditional love for the people on the other side of the phone because they're used to having people yell and scream at them. And I know that. 
I, I've been there. I've done that. I'm guilty of that. I've, I've been so frustrated that I like, oh, this is crazy, especially dealing with the cable company. And as I exerted the love and the patience through it all, and it didn't, you know, resolve. Finally, they said, here, we're going to have you set up. They set up an appointment at this Apple store I didn't know existed, took the computer in and got it back, you know, after my trip last week to Dallas. I was so excited to go pick it up in the morning after my workout, set it up, did it. Everything's the same. I talked about it on the air yesterday. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was frustrated. I was angry. But as I called the, the, the place, I said, something's wrong. It's not not working. I said, I'll bring it back in. We'll take a look at it again. Love and patience, love and patience. Now what happened on the way the first time to that store, uh, my computer is, is older. It's like 2017. It's out of the Apple care and everything. When I got there to get, you know, hey, I'll pay you to fix it. They said, Hey, Apple made an exception for you. They're covering this. I'm like what? I didn't ask for, it. I didn't know that. It's like, what happened there? I can only think that the love and patience had an impact on these people that said, you know what? Let's cut this guy a break. He didn't yell at us once. The notes going on. This guy's amazing. He's dealing with all this for hours and hours and days and days. And he's, he hasn't broken stride and yelled at, I mean, I'm just imagining that's a possibility. I could be wrong, but this is the experience I just had and came through. And then I go back yesterday after the show, go here, it's not working. Help me. And the guy was so nice. He took time out. It's like, no appointment. Come on over here. Let's hook it up. Test this out. Test this out. Go through it all. We confirmed. We changed the logic board. Uh, the USB-C cables, they work. But I think what happened is that ultimately through all the changes, the cables I had burned out. And we tested them out. And I bought two new cables. I got it back in. And yesterday it was like, hallelujah, the heavens opened up. And the guy said, look, you got 90 days. Come back. I don't care what breaks. Anything breaks in your computer. We'll fix it for you. No charge. Like, what the heck? That's not what I'm used to. That customer service. Remember when we used to take, that used to be kind of a part and parcel for our American, you know, uh, business sense. You Customer service is everything. And then now it's like, who cares about you? You're just a, a faceless, nameless number. And you're yelling at me anyway, right? So I just want to bring that back to the consciousness. If you have kind of lost it along the way, like any of us could have and would have and have to come back and find a way to forgive, to have some love and patience. And you might indeed find the rewards are far greater than when you have to yell and scream and be angry. I'm not saying there's never a place and time for that, but I'm just sharing with you my experience. Now, coming back into the discussion of uh, censorship and the need for, and by the way, this article's in the Defender, uh, Mercola wrote it, that in order for uh, the propaganda to work, they have to censor us, right? They haven't been successful because every time we got censored, we got more viewers, we got more listeners, now, unless they shut down the entirety of the internet and there we, therein lies the, Hey, you better start talking to your neighbors again. You better start engaging and communicating again, because if, if we rely solely on the electronic media to talk to each other and reach to each other, they could shut that down. And then what, if you have never developed a rapport or relationship with your neighbors in your neighborhood, that could be a zombie apocalypse scenario, especially if they shut down power grids or the federal reserve note dollar collapse, which people are predicting all of those things matter. So in addition to having the outreach and the friends online, and there's goodness, goodness that can come from it. We've, we've reached a lot of people and many of you have too. I don't want you to over rely on it. Now, as we look at the big bad government, we see that the appeal uh, uh, case is interesting. The appeals court has ruled that the Biden administration did indeed likely, in fact, violate the first amendment by pressuring big tech firms to censor social media posts. It's as obvious as the, the day is long and getting shorter as we are in the Northern hemisphere. Yet do you feel powerless to do anything about it? Now, Super Don has predicted that in the courts, these things would resolve. And I'm not saying that we have to rely on the courts solely. We must speak out and speak out. 
on the localist of local level to wide open it again. You might need to run for office. You might need to run for city council, school board, et cetera. Do something at the localist of local level and trickle it on up. We'll also support those like my friend Jonathan Emord running for the United States Senate uh, in Virginia to displace Tim Kaine, the, the Hillary Clinton lackey. And of course, you know Jonathan Emord, emord4va.com. And a week from yesterday, we're going to have a three-hour telethon in support of his candidacy here on the Robert Scott Bell Show aligned with TV and Mike Adams. That's coming up on the 18th. And then I'll tell you about some upcoming events after that. He'll be uh, doing some great things. So there's a lot of ways to counter this. And maybe anger is part of it, but anger should instill an action, an activity to get something done as opposed to be just wanton destruction. You know, and and we're going to talk about masculine and feminine in a moment with our guest. And we think about the male, just kill things, break things. And I'm like, you know what? The female can be pretty destructive too. You know, I think Shiva, the goddess of destruction, is a female in history. Why is that? Well, where there's destruction, there's also new life. It's interesting when you talk about destruction and new life comes from it. And it's the, what, circle of life, if you want to go Disney on it. Or it's just the nature of nature. Things are broken down. You talk about fungal species and yeast species. and All of these things can break down and cancer. All of these things are breaking down a body that is no longer functioning, which is why I said yesterday on the show, if you found your purpose and mission in life, Please don't tunnel vision on that to the exclusion of the health of your body and those around you and their health. You need to support that or else your mission will be short-lived. And maybe that's what you're here to do. Die, you know, live hard, die young. Is that your mission? Okay. I'm not being judgy about it. I'm just saying, if you're intending to stay a long time, you found your purpose and passion and mission in life, it might behoove you to take better care of your body and eat cleaner food, detoxify your body, do the things we talk about here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And of course, developing relationships. Ultimately, the relationship that you have with yourself and with your creator, what you perceive that to be, is a starting point if you want to have a successful relationship with someone out here, right? Another human being. And that's where I believe we'll go today a little bit with our first time guest on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Monica Yates. Monica Yates. And and she has a a website, uh, monicayateshealth.com. There it is. And uh, she's she, you can work with her on relationship stuff. She's hitting a lot of uh, important topics. And she has a, um, a podcast that is called Feminine as whatever. We'll let her say it how she says it. And I love the topic of talking relationships and uh, what we can learn from it. We've done it from the female perspective. We talked the Queen's Code with Doc Harmony. We've done it from the male perspective. We've done it from the combination of both. And we're going to do a little bit of that today with Monica Yates. So let's welcome her to the Robert Scott Bell Show right now. Monica! Hello. So good to be here. Thank you, Robert, for having me. Great to have you on. And it's such a lovely thing to hear the lilt of an Australian accent still present, even (laughs) though you're not there. Are you in America now? Yes, I live in Georgia. Georgia. All right. That's my 30 years of background in Georgia. I'll have to work, okay. work on that Southern accent, Monica, but no worries. I like, I like what you got. And like yeah. I never doing. thought I would live down here, but I, uh, it's a, it's a different world. I actually used to live in New York, but um, now I live here. Well, I, yeah, I was born in New York, as they say, and then I went to Georgia and uh, okay. got, got a little bit Southernized and I appreciate that. And all that you're doing is yeah. fascinating to me. Um, your podcast feminine as frick. Let me say F, it that way. Yeah, we'll uh, keep it family friendly, right? Yes, the adults can figure out the word. Full letter word starts sounds, with F. Sounds like a, a fascinating thing, and uh, I'm sure people are, are are drawn to it for what you're you're doing and saying. But we need to learn about what you're doing and saying here. Mm. Yeah. So, 
You know, I started this a long time ago in my business and to kind of keep it on topic for what we're going to speak about today in terms of the relationship piece, basically over the last six, seven years, it's just come more, it's become more and more obvious to me how women are miserable, men are miserable. And a really key component of this is, you know, we get fed this narrative as women that we need to be misindependent and that, you know, you, you earn more social status or you earn more kind of that tick of enoughness in the eyes of society. If you have this high flying career, you're making a ton of money, et cetera. And it's not to say that's bad. Like I run my own business, et cetera, but in doing that, we've really devalued the role of the feminine. We've devalued the role of the mother. We mm-hmm. have, you know, women feel as though it's weak to be soft, to want to do less, to not want to work as much, to not want to be the breadwinner of the house. Um, and so without going, you know, to into the tangent so we can stay focused and kind of answer the questions that you're thinking of diving into, Robert, mm-hmm. it's become this issue where men and the whole toxic masculinity piece feel like they're not men anymore. What is their purpose anymore in society? If women can go make their own babies, go please themselves in the bedroom and do everything themselves, then where do men fit in? You know, so many women are just emasculating men all the time. And it's this really interesting catch 22 that I constantly see with the kind of clients that I have mm-hmm. of there are no good men. Where are all have where have all the good men gone? Where is the chivalry, et cetera, et cetera? But at the same time, it toxic masculinity, this, that, and the other, all men are this, all men are that. And it's this constant emasculation. And so it's really challenging because for a lot of women, it feels like this duality of no man is enough these days, but all they want is a good man, you know? So they feel like they have to do everything themselves. They mm-hmm. have to provide for themselves. They have to be misindependent, but deep down they don't want to be, you know? And so it's this bigger kind of question of how have we gotten here as a society where for the vast majority of households, they can't even survive off you know, one income. So there's not really a choice. She can't even necessarily be a stay-at-home mom if she wanted to be because one, that's quote-unquote disempowering for a lot of people these days. Um, And, you know, it's the weak thing to do. But then also people want money. People want to live a nice life. And these days everything's so expensive and it's just not possible for just the man to work in order for them to have a good quality of life. So I won't go too into it, but that's basically the nutshell of what I, of part of what I do and really helping women to heal the trauma around being in their feminine and, and receiving and letting go of control and letting go of that misindependent kind of badge of honor and armor and helping men to just step more into their masculinity and not be afraid of, you know, being toxically masculine because yeah. right. that's, phrase just riles me up. <laughs> oh man, me too. Now, are you, do you feel like you're harder on women in this scenario because you're a woman and you can like, let them have it to say, Hey, you, you, you know, y- your idea of men and what you want from a man is just, it's gotten warped much like your identity as a woman, the divine feminine coming through yeah. you uniquely. And I acknowledge that all men and all women have aspects of male and female or men, feminine right. and masculine. I'm not saying to the level of gender craziness we've gotten, but just it's a mm-hmm. normal part of our humanity. Uh, but the idea of, again, making a, a, a man who just happens to be, hey, he's living that mass. He's suddenly that's toxic and that confuses the men and they, they become so feminized that the women realize Maybe that's not what we wanted, a feminine man. And now what? Exactly. And that's kind of the issue, right? Where we have gone down this road of, in my opinion, it's the wrong way to help men, right? You know, we're seeing now that it's literally put in the American 
um, psychology association that masculinity is toxic. So you now have men that are more likely to commit suicide. They think, okay, maybe I'll go get help. Well, how can they go get help when therapists are being told that any kind of idea of traditional masculinity is toxic and you know, you should make sure that your, your patients are moving away from that. Like, I'm just like, uh, that isn't healthy in and of itself. So my opinion is more so that it's not to say that men don't need some kind of healing around. You don't need to be the martyr all the time. You don't need to shovel of your emotions down all the time and whatnot. Like I definitely acknowledge that there has been good intention in what society has been trying to do for men, but the execution is the wrong way about it because it's like they're trying to help men almost in a way that maybe would help a woman, but there's no acknowledgement of how to help a man is not to get him to sit in a therapist's office and get him to talk. How to help a man would actually be encouraging boys to go and play sports, to go and, you know, chop down trees, to go and, you know, shoot ducks. Like that is actually encouraging a healthy way of releasing and a healthy way of dealing with things for boys. But the reality is, is that the feminization kind of of men where they've just become more and more feminine, in my opinion, is because of suppression. Mm -hmm. The whole toxic masculinity thing, all it's really done is suppressed man, men's masculinity. Well, it hasn't gone anywhere. They've just shoved it down you know, mm -hmm. beneath the surface. So now what we then see is these situations where when their sport team doesn't win, all of a sudden there's a domestic abuse situation because he's in a state of rage of just of, of, of a rage blackout. Right. Yeah. And it's not his fault. It's because in that blackout of rage that's just come out is five years of pent up things where he felt like it's wrong to express them as a man, because mm -hmm. if he gets angry about something, he's now some toxic man, yes. you know? So it, it's so interesting, Monica, you know, as I was opening today's show talking about seemingly feminine things like love and patience, yet mm. there's an appropriate time and place for anything and everything. And there's an appropriate time to be angry. If somebody is clearly not paying, like it's their job to, you know, do a certain service and they're not, there's nothing wrong with letting them know and letting them have it. At the same time, um, there are a lot of folks that just automatically jump into that and don't give people an opportunity to right. actually live up to the high ideals of what they might want to, or try to do. And they're so expecting of, you know, the, the abuse or the immediate jumping into warfare mode. So it's a fascinating journey. Even as I speak as a man, how do you utilize you know, appropriately those things. Yet at the same time, I don't shirk for my masculinity. I mean, I go out kickbox every day and that helps me to, to deal with all of this, you know, pent up anger or rage about things that are going wrong, injustice, et yeah. cetera. And this show itself is a cathartic experience for me as well to, to deal mm -hmm. with the energy where, where your men are like, I want to do something. I want to break something because it's wrong. And, and yeah. you know, there's something right about that feeling. It's the question of how do you channel it in a productive manner as opposed to a destructive one. And I also mentioned the destructive side of the female and going back to Shiva, goddess of destruction. Interestingly enough, the women are the destroyers. And I don't say that negatively right. when I step back from it because that's part of the life cycle as well because the women are also the ones that bring life to it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And I try and, you know, you, you kind of asked before, like, are you a bit tougher on women because you are a woman? Like, yeah, like I think a lot of this, a lot of the issues that we now have with women being miserable and men being miserable is because of women. Like we are the ones emasculating them all the time. We are the ones that are taking away their purpose. We are the ones that are like, I can do it all myself. Do I think that it's like, 
it's the intention of a woman. No, the intention for a lot of women that I, that I help is they want their man to do more, but no one is teaching them how to communicate that in a way where a man understands, right? So she's emasculating him, hoping that it will shame him into changing, but that's not what it does for a man, right? When a man is shamed, he just goes into his turtle shell and doesn't come out. If you shame a woman because of the difference in biology, she's going to be like, oh, I have to change myself in order to fit in and be a part of the community. Otherwise, I'm not going to survive. Mm-hmm. And so where a lot of so, so it's like society these days is just literally making men and women further and further and further away by trying to put them in the same bucket because we're not the same. Right. Mm-hmm. I was having this instance. I was actually in New York this weekend and even just. A really simple example is these gender neutral bathrooms. It's disgusting. I'm walking in as a woman having to clean up the mess of a man. And it's like, and and as a result of women and men being shoved in the same bucket, it's making me angry to the random man. Oh, it's not really his fault because um, I learned this just this weekend from my fiance. He described to me that when a man goes into the bathroom, he's not aware of the pee on the seat because he's not sitting down. So he just pees too. So it might not have been his pee on the seat. You're getting angry at him. It could have been the guy before that or the guy before that, but sure. you have to deal with it. Yeah, and I was like, this, and I said, bad. I said, yeah, I said, there is the exact reason why we should not be peeing in the same bathroom because to you, <laughs> you don't see the problem but it's a problem for me because now I'm angry at the fact, you know, anyway. And so it's just like, it's interesting how I, I sometimes think that maybe the intention for some people is there of trying to help men and women to have, you know, less abusive situations, but we are going about it in a way that's actually causing more abuse, more toxicity. I hate that word, mm-hmm. more separation and kind of divorce from one another. And there's just mm-hmm. more fighting and yeah. misunderstanding. Well, I mentioned an interview I did some months ago with my friend, Doc Harmony. She, she, has invested a lot of energy in, in reading and learning about this thing called the Queen's Code. And, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you've read this book from the female perspective about just like what you're saying, how they emasculate men. They're not intending to, but they've been right. trained to do it and they don't wonder why they're not fulfilled and their their husband is kind of getting more distant and withdrawn. Mm-hmm. All of the things you're saying, and I think it's not uh, that it isn't been identified, but sometimes we need to go back to some basic levels of, oh, we never learned this. And I think that's what you're trying to bring out. Yeah, it definitely is. I think that it's not to say that we have to go back to the days where she stays at home and he goes and works. But like I was even saying before we jumped on the air, we really need to bring up this conversation where we actually bring the biology with the kind of new modern age, because that's the missing piece. It's like everyone's trying to be so modern and so woke and so this, and we're missing the most important piece of it all, which is our biology. And in doing that, it's just, it's not actually making us better humans. It's making us more anxious, more depressed, more irritable. You know, we're having, we're, we're more unhappy in our relationships. So it's not doing the right thing. So if we would, if we were allowing ourselves to bring the biology into these conversations of, okay, so how can we live as men and women in this modern society whilst also factoring in conversations like I was saying before okay how can women make more money than men these days because the majority of women are now making the same amount or more than their male partner or at least in America so Mm -hmm. how can we navigate that new landscape which is very very modern we're the first generation really doing it on this kind of scale but also bringing into account our very real biological needs and functions that can cause us to then have resentment and anger in the relationship about her making more money than him 
And the intention mm -hmm. is not to be angry at each other, but it's there because of our biological function. So when we ignore the biology, we don't create more happiness. We create more unhappiness. Yeah, we've got the recipe for disaster laid out for us. And, you know, I remember when, uh, you know, my wife and I were like, well, she's like the last of the boomers and I'm the first of the Gen Xers. We're right on the cusp, right? And we grew up at a time where this thing called feminism was rising and equal rights for women and on and on. It was like women in the workplace, equal pay, all of that. And so we were programmed to believe that, yeah, women should be able to do whatever they want. And I, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing as a statement, but in, in doing so, it's been more like a pressure on women to not do what they are almost biologically designed to do as a primary role in terms of, you know, the home, taking care of the home and having the babies. And again, this can be upsetting for some, not so much in this audience. I think we're beyond that, the, you know, the superficial reaction to this mm. stuff, but it's still something we need to discuss <clears throat> that when we got together and got married, you know, she's very much a professional with a doctorate level degree and everything. And she decides when we have kids that, no, this is what I want to do. I want to stay home and take care of these kids that, you know, this is the most important job in the world. And I agreed. And it was different yeah. than what the way we were brought up to believe, interestingly enough. Now, it's a freedom thing. So if a woman wants to do those other things, it's not like I'm standing against them. But the rather than being a, hey, now you have the opportunity. It's like, oh, how dare you not take the opportunity, women? You're mm. at home. You're staying at home to what, uh, you know, and they were looked down upon by the so-called women's liberation movement. A lot of women adopted that. And it was like women attacking women, you know, yeah. and if a man wanted to have a wife that would care. I mean, we were talking about this. I mentioned to you before we went on the air, my wife and I were just talking. She just says to me, you know, we're almost 30 years in marriage. And she's like, you could have never done all that you've done. If I actually was out in the workplace, I said, oh, mm -hmm. God, don't I know it? I mean, I'm blessed and grateful for all that she does. And, and as Super Don and I talk about, you couldn't pay the mom, the wife, the money that it would really require to do all the jobs that they do in reality, the economic thing, it would bankrupt us all. So it's like, we do it, these things out of a love and, and, and devotion and maybe a duty to some degree, but it's lost. Again, the freedom message is a good one, but I don't think it's been a freedom message for women. No. And I, exactly to your point, sometimes I think that what is sold as empowerment, we have to remember that for a lot of people, it can be very disempowering because just like what you said, women think that they are now this, you know, I can do it all kind of woman. If she's doing the career, she's, you know, has the social life, she's having the babies, et cetera, et cetera. And then, so then another woman that is like, oh, maybe I don't want to do that. She now feels wrong for even having that, that thought. And I feel like these days there's so much focus on the female empowerment mm -hmm. and just alone looking at Instagram comments on people's, you know, threads, uh, pe like people's posts of being the homemaker, just like you're saying, these women that I follow that, they stay at home. They look after their kids. The shit that, oh, the S that That's they okay. get, I know it's family friendly, the S that they get for, <laughs> for doing that. And mm -hmm. it comes in with this, well, what, what, what happens when he leaves? What happens when he cheats? You know, what if he's a narcissist? What if he's, and, and it's just like, this isn't empowering women. It's interesting that so much of what is sold as empowerment to women actually makes them feel trapped just in a new way, right? They're mm -hmm. now no longer trapped in the kitchen, we're now trapped in this feeling of I have to do everything perfectly or otherwise I'm going to get canceled on social media. I'm going to get ripped down. He's going to leave me. It's these, it's all these new fears that mm -hmm. are not rooted in like being realistic at all. It's these kind of new age things that aren't, that aren't yeah. something that we should be feeding into, but we are. 
Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you have uh, gotten grounded. I don't know. I'm not going to ask you how old you are. That's not fair, but I think you're a lot <laughs> younger than I am. And yet you're grounded in a lot of wisdom here and what you're sharing. Thank you. And I, I don't know in the few minutes that we have, cause I know you got to run it five minutes or so, but uh, what was it that opened you up to this? Or were you born with this information already there? I, I do think that I was born with this information already there. My mm -hmm. name actually means to advise and counsel, which I think is so funny. So my parents always bring that up of like, you've, you've, this has been in your soul before I even landed in my mother's belly. Um, but, but for me, what it really was, was I was grow I grew up in the household of all men are this, all men are that don't trust men. Men just want one thing, that very negative relationship with boys and with men. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with the misindependent kind of ideology, right? I wanted to be the quote unquote girl boss and, mm -hmm. you know, I can do everything myself and don't rely on a man. And it was what I was saying before. If I had this constant dichotomy in me of, I want that, but I also want a man to just like save me and love me and look after me. And that felt so wrong. And mm -hmm. long story short, I got into a relationship with a very masculine man and he opened my eyes to the fact that that is what a masculine man wants. He wants a woman that will be soft and warm and nurturing. And I had internalized that was weak. That was lame. That was pathetic. Like, ew. So I was this cold, hard, unemotional woman. Mm -hmm. And I had a really bad ski accident. And long story short, it just led me on this journey of having, like being forced to let go of my misindependent badge of honor. Mm -hmm. And I realized in that, that that's actual freedom. You know, mm -hmm. that's actual inner peace. Yeah. And so one thing led me to another. And obviously this is now what I help women with, but I used to be one of those women that just hated men. And hence I'm so passionate on, you know, having obviously the opposite, the opposite message to give out to women because women want men. They want good men. They want a man in their lives. And when we have this constant narrative a men are of men are X, Y, and Z, it, it's making women so miserable and hopeless. And it's really, it's, sad. I mean, I deal with women all day, every day, and it's a constant mm. thread. <laughs> well, it's fascinating how life, the divinity in it uh, guides us, even in tragedy, like you just mentioned briefly, a serious ski accident, but how it allowed you mm. to shift your perspective to see what was so important for you to the next yeah. stage of your, you know, mission and passion in life. And we would look yeah. at and we might curse the accident at the same way I might curse what happened to the equipment in my studio for the last days. I was going crazy. But at the same time, these blessings happen for me. They're all about, Hey, what can I learn from it? And then what can I share with others to say, Hey, this is what I learned. Maybe you've seen this too. Right. And how yeah. cool and empowering ultimately that is that you're, that we're not victims of life, that life is always trying to help us guide us even through these so-called injuries or tragedies to open up to the real reason why we're here. It's clear that you found a significant portion of that reason. And you have a website, Monica Yates, health.com. And if those of you are so inclined, you feel it, you resonate with what she's saying, you might want to reach out and there's coaching you have. What else can people find at your website? Um, I would jump to the podcast because if you've, if you've loved what we've kind of, you know, started to talk about in this conversation, you will love my podcast. Um, I did a recent podcast episode on the Barbie movie, which I'm sure your audience will eat up. So that'd probably be a really good place to start and to just binge some of my content. Yeah, I didn't see the movie. I wasn't interested for some reason. I, I don't want to mean that I, I know exactly what happens in it, but it just wasn't so appealing to me. Is there Honestly, don't waste that time in your life. Go do something okay. way more productive. <laughs> All right. I, well, that was my sense of it. So thank you for confirming that. I'll have to check out the podcast episode on that and many other things. How often do you yeah. do your podcast? 
Once a week. Once a week. Okay. So yep. it is available at the website. We have it linked up. If you go to the show notes at robertscottbell.com, uh, you'll see the link directly to Monica Yates Health and uh, all that she's doing with her podcast, which the name we can't say, even though we could, but we're, you know, like I said, we tend to be more family focused here. It's not that we, we don't use these words in front of our kids too, but context is everything. And uh, Monica, dude, I appreciate all that you're doing. And uh, I think you, you got to have a strong man in your life. Now you have a fiance that, that uh, yes. is ready to have a, a you know, kind of a more communicative relationship on these levels, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, it is. And that's what, that was one of the biggest things that I knew I needed in a relationship. So I'm really grateful that from the very beginning, it's been, especially with the whole money side of things of, you know, I make more money and it's just been such a great example for my own journey. And then being able to share it with other people of being able to have those hard conversations and they're not always easy, but -hmm. having those hard conversations around the fact that even though I make more money, I don't feel like the breadwinner, which is very, it's a very hard thing to obtain. And when I tell other friends that, that are in the same situation, they're like, that's what I need. I want to, even though I might make more money, I don't want to feel like I'm the one responsible Mm. for everything all the time. I don't want to feel like I'm the protector and whatnot. So yes, he is a strong man. Um, He deals with a feisty, fiery woman and I'm grateful for that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe if we get you back on, we'll have to talk about that concept uh, because it is out there. Uh, Women that are make more than men how has it happened without emasculating them right that's another topic and i know we don't have time to hit that today with you but i really enjoyed connecting with you for the first time my georgian friend now out of australia in georgia via new york it sounds like my journey except for the australia part although i went there (laughs) once but uh appreciate all that you're doing monica thanks for being on board today thanks robert i appreciate it i'll see you soon all right take care that's monica yates and again uh connections in the show notes monica yates health.com oh, you know the the discussions on relationships is to say uh, fascinating is under understatement for those that want to engage in that but my gosh when you unlock the so-called secret code to be able to communicate again and i'm not saying i'm 100 percent there or my wife is i mean it's part of the journey but boy I can acknowledge where, you know, we were like totally programmed wrong on expectations and things. And there's still levels of frustration between male and female in that context. It's like, why don't you see things the way I see it? It's like, dude, I don't even want to be in your head. Right. And and we can play those games and recognize it after so many years uh, because you go through it and survive it. But, you know, if we knew now what we didn't know then, you know, how, how might have things been different in a better way, in an empowering way? Uh, so anyway, Super D, thanks for uh, hooking us up. Or did uh, Kevin connect us with that one? That was a fascinating interview. That was Kevin. That was Kevin connection. Yeah, that was Kevin. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. How about um, you guys? I don't mean to get pry, but you know, every time we do relationship stuff, I like to hear stories no. about because <laughs> we as guys can look at each other and know, whoops, you know, like when if we're in trouble or something, you kind of have the, yeah. you know, and we know what to do to avoid it, even though sometimes we we don't avoid it uh and and deal but it's when you get to our age at least i I, you know speaking for myself and i would assume that other people might be similar to me yeah um that i'm not i'm not unique and special (laughs) uh you know if if you if you've been together uh for a, a you know long period of time you've kind of gone through all of those crazy situations and you've hopefully reached a, a place where it's like everything's Everything's cool. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, come on. You don't want to coast, but at the same time. Well, but it's not about coasting, but it's about, yeah. you know, it's like all the, the stuff that used to be an issue before. Mm-hmm. Now it's just stupid to just think like, why would I argue about that? You know, it's <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> yeah. Who cares? Right. You know, that's not important. You know, you just, but is there ever a time when the female says, but I want to argue about this. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah. And those things can happen, <laughs> but you know, it's just, yeah. you're, you're battle hardened and you're, you're, uh, yeah. you're wiser as you, you get older and those things just are not important anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now if I, if I had had this conversation with you 20 years ago or 10 yeah. years ago or something like that, it would have been a different <laughs> conversation, but right. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, the the the, the topic of who's the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's um, that's an interesting one, because I can tell you that for a, a really long time, mm-hmm. I, you know, I yeah, it, for me, it was a sense of of I don't know. Pride is is the right word. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being able to make enough money so that your wife doesn't have to work mm-hmm. is kind of a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, not that we're rich. I mean, whatever, you know, as long as you can pay the bills and there's food on the table, that's all I care about. Um, but, you know, for the longest time, that that's how it was for me. It was like, you know, my wife would be like, oh, I need to go get a job. It's like, no, you don't have to go get a job. Yeah, I mean, you can if you want to, but I don't want yeah. you to feel like you have to. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's that is a source of you got to feel good as a provider, right? Right. Now, man, you know, now, I mean, yeah. Here, here, here's a question. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like, would you feel weird if your wife was the one that was working and making the money and stuff and you're like that? And, and uh, you, you just were at home cleaning the house and, and do, being the, the house husband. Hmm. It's kind of a generational thing, I think. Yeah. In a way, because that's not how we were brought up, right? You know, the man's the breadwinner. He's, you know, bringing home the bacon and if you eat bacon, uh, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and the wife, you know, stays at home and cleans the house. No, 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 like that. Um, and that, I, I, yeah. I think, Super Don, you know, when we talk about feminism in, in the 20th century and the kind of we grew up in that transition phase. Right. Um, you know, there was the extreme because there was one extreme that says a woman cannot, should not do anything as opposed to where they went. A woman should never be in the home. Right. That kind of thing. And it was that harsh. Extreme a woman. Was, it was, was, yeah. uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, what's the word that I'm trying to subservient, I guess is right. But I don't think that's the right one though. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but, but you know what I'm saying? You know, the idea barefoot of, and pregnant, you know, yeah. that was, <laughs> but in order to break free of that construct as a, you must do that or you're not, you know, worthy as a woman either. Yeah. That it, it went to obviously an extreme. We can go into CIA stuff with feminism and all of that movement. But if we go into the spiritual, uh, you know, the deeper spiritual meaning of all of these experiences on planet Earth, it's like every time we get dogmatic about something, something will come in to shake us out of it, shake us up a little bit and go, all right, where do we find that balance and center for us? Right. Do we uh, as as guys, you and me, Super D say women should never be allowed to work out. No, that's not our. Yeah. That, yeah. That's old. To that's super old. Yeah. Who do go out or to condemn women who do stay at home. You know that, that we don't play that game either, but it's a matter of individual choice, individual liberty. And if it fulfills you fine, but we're dealing with a lot of peer pressure, a lot of things. And it gets part of the maturation of any of us to kind of go, you know, I don't care what anybody else thinks. No. This is my life. This is what I like. This is what I want to do. And can you get strong enough to have that relationship between you and your creator and or you and your spouse or whatever to go, I don't, doesn't matter to me what other people think. This is my life. This is how I want to live it. You can love it. You cannot. Doesn't matter to me. Right. And that's, you know, I think, uh, again, a more mature perspective, I would say at that point. 
It's a, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to talk about because mm-hmm. it's uh, there's a lot of programming out there. Yeah, you know, going on, and even you know, for for us as we were growing up and 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 seeing you know how things were with with uh, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, mm-hmm. things evolve, things change. Yeah, um, and sometimes not for the better. Yeah. You know, I think there was a lot of, of things that happened during the, the, the feminist movement um, that people took to extremes, oh, you know, where literally, that. like, if you tried to open a door for, for a lady so she could walk in, she'd punch you in the face, you know, or something. It's like, no, you know, let's find a happy medium here. Hmm. Um, but, you know, for me, the, the thing that I don't get, and I still see every once in a while, there'll be some, you know, a, a news article. And it, it, they'll take a look at what women make versus what men make in the workforce. Hmm. And according to what they say, there's still this thing going on where women still do not get paid the same as men do for doing the exact same job in the, you know, the same, which I don't understand. I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. That, yeah. that, you know, here we are in 2023 and, and that stuff, if it is indeed still happening. I, I don't think that that's as a big a deal as we've been led to believe. You think because so? It, no, because yeah. if you look at each individual or unique circumstance, you need to look at it that way. To generalize in a sense well, does, is, is somewhat meaningless. Let's look at the, the big thing out there in the sports world, WNBA versus NBA. Yeah. Like. I could care less that, you know, if I was to pay the NBA players, I don't think they're they're as valuable as others in society for what they contribute. But again, set that aside for a moment and go, how much money do they bring in in terms of entertainment value? And it's like, why would well okay yeah well, and that's an exception and i i get that and, and, and you're even you apply that to a number of different arenas maybe yeah well okay so here's what i'm saying i'm not saying it is or it isn't okay i'm saying if it is that doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. because it's like you know to me that's just this how my brain works it's just like it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman hey if you're doing the sure. job and you're doing the exact same thing that somebody is that it doesn't shouldn't matter you know what what gender you are well look contextually you know? if you if you work in a, a fast food restaurant do you get paid more as a woman or a man i think they just have a generic this is what i think paid, yeah that's right? different but that's, when you get into higher areas i mean the value placed on individual workers can vary greatly and uh, again i'm not saying there's never a case like you described of a discrimination because you're a woman i'm not going to pay you as much mm. but i think it's been uh, blown at, well out of proportion because yeah, you need it's to been take politicized in unique yeah. circumstance as opposed to go yeah on average men are going to make more than women dude right. that duh for a lot of different reasons that have nothing to do with anti-woman stuff i'm just saying don't you know send some hate mail to super don not me hey but i don't care no i do care i love y'all <laughs> patience so- I can forward email to you. Come on now. Love and patience. Um, oh, any comment on love and patience? That's just what came through today, my brother. It was like, I know we were talking about censorship, but these these stories come to Are mind. you talking about the opening monologue? Yeah. Yeah, dude. My, I, I, you must not have seen me in the, in, in the camera. No. Were you pulling your hair out? I was. I, I, was, <laughs> I was just like, what in the world? What? What? <laughs> Marburg and 5G. It's like I had no idea anything about this guest that was coming on. And I was just like, is the guest still going to be there by the time you're done? I mean, I, well, how did we get here? Yeah, UFOs and Santa. And I mean, it was just like, holy crap. What, what? (laughs) Speaking of that, what? We got the alien event coming up this week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Along with the Biomed Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada, 
And uh, my wife's coming down with me and she's excited because she's going, can I go through the alien events? Yeah, we have access to both. So yeah, you can check all the cool stuff because she likes, you know, the ancient alien shows and stuff. So that's going to be fun. Alexis Park Resort, Las Vegas, uh, the 14th through the 17th of this month. We're at the 12th, a couple of days from now in the Biomed Expo where I'll be speaking. My buddy Paul Bertero will be there from Echo Technologies. Uh, we got Christine Klein. Uh, we got uh, uh, Bob Ray Oren. Uh, we got Phil. We got uh, Tracy Schlepsevic. I mean, dude, there's a, a great lineup, folks. If you want it last minute, man, just join us in Vegas. It's not that expensive relative to, you know, places you can go that are expensive. And you'll be richly rewarded with the content of things that are going to be presented. Uh, the, the, the You know, lots of samples being given out. You can try things. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I see, um, you know, Ula is in the audience. We haven't seen Ula in a while. I just got a picture from her. I sent it to you. And it's funny talking about masculine and feminine today because she got had a, you know, she's won some T-shirts from us. One is the more feminine, which I like too. I can wear it. The blue one with the kind of flowery look. It's everyone right. loves that one. And then there's the concert shirt that our buddy Steve Felt uh, made many years ago. And we sent that out. She wanted a V-neck. I don't think this is that, but she said her son stole her shirt and put yes. it on and sent yes. us a picture. So yes. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that if you can do there. Oh my gosh. Look at him. That, see, that works either way. A male or a female can wear it. And I don't think there's any issue there with that. He makes looks good. Shirt look good. Yeah. Doesn't it look great? Boy, isn't he grown up? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Michael just doing incredible. Speaking so, of growing up, Riley had her first day of uh, kindergarten today. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Laura, my daughter, her mom called me. Yeah. She crying. I was like, how are you? <laughs> you okay? Because I remember, I remember uh, that, what that was, tough. what that was like, and yeah. it was very emotional and stuff. So today's yeah. kind of a, uh, it's, it's cool, mm-hmm. but kind of an emotional day for, yeah. even for grandpa. I All told right. her I was going to be kind of nerve wracked. I was going to be kind of nervous until school got out. Yep. Well, I don't know if we have time to hit this. We're almost at the top of the hour. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the, uh, the word feedback is apparently too harsh of a word. Oh, my. Yeah. We're going to give you some feedback on how you're doing. The Wall Street Journal has got this article that said they're converting the word feedback to feed forward. We're going to give you some feed forward. Like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, we become it's true. and wussies that we can't handle a little feedback. It's true. They, they want to change it they, because they want to focus on, uh, on, the, on the future and not dwell on the mistakes of the past. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to call it, a, call it feedback. It's going to be feed forward. Feed forward. And yeah. I, it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Where's George Carlin? We, yeah. you need, we need to resurrect him just for Dude, today. Totally. To talk about this and uh, review how things have been going. Oh no! Ow! Oh review! No, hey, can we uh, can we have a connect session? A Let's connect, yeah. Connect they don't, they don't want to use the word review. Yeah, they want to call it connect. Now you know here's talk about the wussification of everybody. This is yeah. why we're doomed. Of course, you know this is what our parents said about us. But yeah. uh, you know it just doesn't make any sense. Somewhere along the way, the idea of learning from your mistakes is something that you, we can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Because if you talk about your mistakes, it might make you sad. It might traumatize you. It might make you might get feel depressed because you made mistakes. Well, you know, rub some dirt on it. Yeah. You know, you made some mistakes. This is what feedback right. is for. Hey, this worked. This did not. Let's not do this anymore. Let's do more of this, and things get better. Grow but up now, and put on your big boy pants, you jack wagon. Yeah. Hey. And by the way, uh, we've got a remedy in the homeopathic hit next hour that's going to help you if you're a little afraid of these uh, review sessions. Yeah, 
got the remedy, the homeopathic hits of the day, man. We got them coming. So, yeah. So please, no more emails with feedback on the show. <laughs> we don't want feedback. We, we don't want, want feedback. We want, it, it must be feed forward. Feed forward. Yeah, and by the way, I just, I want to say, I do appreciate, I continue to get more and more feedback mm -hmm. for people about this homeopathy uh, uh, thing that you're doing every day. Dude, I, uh, people I, are loving I, it. I so stand corrected. I didn't think anybody would like it. And it's been, I haven't heard anybody go, dude, you know, that thing sucks. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, not one. It's not one. They're all loving it, digging it. I love it. And I thank you, Super Don, and all y'all for like making sure that I would have the feedback that yes. I would not cower in fear from and just engage in it. And Super Don, you made it possible. So thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah. So uh, I got some pictures from the garden I want to show everybody next hour. We have uh, Dr. Cordy Lee Williams, hashtag Megaphone Marine. You know the guy, our friend. He's back. Um, we also have uh, COVID's new normal, whatever that is. We'll address that as well. And if you guys have been growing stuff, and I hope you're uh, reaping the harvest, the bounty uh, from the hard work in the spring or even before that. I've got to share some stuff that I planted uh, a few years ago that is, you know, a few years later. Now it's finally reaping that harvest. I got some great pictures for you to enjoy. And uh, the homeopathic hits. What is it going to be? Go check it out at robertscabell.com. And thanks for the new patron supporters. We're going to say specifically thank you to you uh, after the break here. Top of the hour and uh, back with more powerful healing because the power to heal is yours. All right, this hour of the return of Cordy Lee Williams in just a little bit, our buddy, hashtag Megaphone Marine, and more. And uh, he's doing uh, great work, as always. Uh, he's moved from one coast to the other. We'll get a little bit of his story and what, what's been going on and uh, catch up, which what, what's the mission? What's the passion? Has it changed a lot? Has it only got deeper? Because he's learned a lot in the, in the year since we've connected with him here on the Robert Chad Bell Show. So that's coming up. Uh, get some garden updates as well. I want to just remind you of upcoming events. I just mentioned the Biomed Expo starts in a couple of days in Las Vegas. Hope to see you there. Uh, and so, so much more. Uh, once again, thanks to all of those of you that support us. Some of you just share the show, and that is in, incalculable in its value. I mean, it's like not all is about what you can give in that way, but just to share the show. If you are rewarded from hearing the message of health, freedom, and healing liberty, and you're like, yeah, I'd love to share this, please do. Uh, we, you think everybody knows about it because you know it? No, we're still a fairly well-kept secret in health talk media. And I'm glad to be out here letting loose on it. I'm glad you're here with me, whether you're live or later. So thank you for that. Also, some of you have uh, stepped up and said, you know what? I appreciate what you're doing so much. I want to become a patron supporter of the Robert C. Bell Show. Super Don, you sent me a couple of new folks that just signed on recently. And um, I, I'm just blown away every time somebody does that. I mean, that says a lot say you know I, I really thank you guys and uh yeah so uh let's see pj lamb mm -hmm. uh signed up just a couple days ago and i, I believe it's uh i want to say it's diane lalonde that signed up today i think you're right does yeah. that sound right to you i think yeah. it is good job so yeah well, thank you for that and you guys will be able to participate live in the next ama all right we do it via zoom so we get to see one another. It's a wonderful community of people that are just like you and me helping each other. And I love that. 
It was coming up, coming up. I'm I'm still haven't wrapped my head around it yet. Um, I, I'm I'm on one of those kind of uh, creative uh, swings, yes. uh, and so I'm thinking that there's something else that I'm, I'm going to want to try to introduce to the mm-hmm. Patreon Patreon page. It's yeah. exclusive to Patreon. Mm-hmm. I have I've quite dialed it in yet, but that's something that's coming up. So uh, if you you're if you drop any hints on it, just that you're doing something. No, well, it's getting no. Not okay. yet, not yet. Even I, I even I don't know what this is. It's I, I think. it's it's percolating, man. It's right. percolating. Um, real quick, uh, something that I kind of left on the table uh, mm-hmm. when we were having the discussion was it yesterday mm-hmm. about that crazy governor in New Mexico? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You can't carry guns anymore. With the, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, if you have a concealed carry permit, yeah, we, we we'll try and arrest you anyway. You know, it's like what are you talking about? Well, listen, uh, you remember who David Hogg is? Yeah, I remember that David Hogg guy in Florida. David Hogg was a, was one of the kids that was a survivor of the Parkland uh, uh, shooting mm-hmm. um, that happened there. And he became an activist, uh, you know, anti-gun uh, activist. Um, and most of the time when he's popped up, you know, and had stuff to say, you're just like, oh, what are you know, kids, man, you know? Yeah, he, he he was the one that was had you did the fist in the air where you know my generation is going to start a revolution, you know, and we said you, your generation can't even start a lawnmower, <laughs> you know. I mean, what what are you, what are you, what are you right. talking about here? Well, listen, you know that you have jumped the shark in a huge way when David Hogg disagrees with you. He, this was his tweet here. Whoa, I support gun safety, but there is no such thing as a public as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. Whoa. I saw this, and I'm just like, this New Mexico governor just needs to just give up right now. If David Hogg is is saying something like this. You're anti-gun. Boy, oh, boy. You have jumped the shark. You're right. You've jumped the constitutional shark. That's crazy. So that that whole thing continues on. People are still talking about uh, trying to impeach her or or something. Ooh, ooh, you just mentioned the, the, the secret word, peaches. Peach. Oh. Show everybody my peaches. Yes. If you don't mind. Uh, no, I thought this was a, I thought this was a family friendly show. Is it, no, no, it's not that. You guys don't go there. It's oh. real peaches from my from my tree. I planted two, two peach trees a few years back, <laughs> and this year, oh my gosh! Look got, at the peaches. Got a couple. There's some. Wait pears. a minute. Those are pears. Those are pears. Yeah, peaches and pears. Okay. Yeah, and there we have some more pears. It looks like different color pears. Oh, yeah. what do they call those? I don't remember the names of them. They're like uh, they're delicious. An- Anju, Anju's, Anju's, Anju's. Is that what those? Anju's. They're different kinds. Yeah. Beverly D'Angelo. I don't know. But they can be green. Dan- look, oh yeah, those I just picked. Uh, was it this morning? I think. Oh, those are good, dude. There is nothing better than a than a perfectly Fresh ripe peach. peach. Dude, oh they're man, so lovely. Yeah, so lovely. And there was nice. one apple that I got yesterday too. There's apples and and pears, but they're not as ready. But the peaches are. Uh, what we didn't get this year were the Bing cherries. I grew uh, two plants tree that were ready to flower, but we got a, uh, they didn't do well this year. And the grapes this year didn't do anything. So it's like they're taking a year rest to grow, and I understand that happens. But, wow, with the apricots this year and now peaches oh, and yeah. even the melons. Uh, we cut a couple of melons. One looked more like a honeydew. I don't think it was one, but it was delicious. And yep. then one looked more like a cantaloupe. I just cut that yesterday or today. and it Oh, yeah, it was today. And it's delicious. 
so we've we've done a lot better as the you know the the soils mature and things that we're doing here in the summer months it, it kind of if you're in the southern climes or la basin in california i think mean, july is the rock fruit month here we are in september and they're starting to ripen now so nice. it's, it's a little different in the high mountain regions and high desert regions so i'm um, just enjoying that immensely and uh it's the, you know enjoying the bounty so to speak and you know you work hard to get those things situated and then years later you're like oh my gosh and, you know, we inherited the apricot plant. It wasn't something that we had. It's a big tree. But these are things I actually had a hand in starting. So I, you feel a little like, wow, the babies, they're here. I made this. Yeah. So oh. that was cool. cool. Um, quick uh, shout out again to Bobri. And uh, he's going to be with us at the uh, Biomed Expo. That's the Chernobyl level antioxidant. If you haven't picked it up yesterday, he called me and he said, listen, uh, if somebody wants to get a year's supply, He'll give them 25% off. I mean, that's a significant saving. So if you want to go to foliumpx.com, um, get the Folium Original, Folium Immuno, and Folium um, Relax to start. And you can talk with them and, and try these things out when we're together at the Biomed Expo. But if you're just getting, you know, one or two or three bottles, you can get 10% off with the code RSB10. Also, shout out to Orange Guard. This is the only thing I'll use for pest control, delimidine-based Orange Guard. And it is so safe. You can spray it in and around your food and your kitchen, on your organic stuff if you need to. And it, it won't kill your plants or your kids or your uh, or your uh, uh, pets either. So there, yeah, there's me in the greenhouse with the orange guard. You or your in laws. It won't kill your in laws. Yeah, it won't kill your in laws. Unfortunately, yeah, your no, neighbors. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just teasing. You love the, your in laws. <laughs> the mailman. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 That's not going to do it. Okay. But yeah, orangeguard.com or check it out. Lace Hardware Store. You can pick it up in Whole Foods as well. And then also our Nutritional Frontiers friends. They got the RSB 15 code. Remember, all their CBD is free shipping right now. And for those of you who hadn't tried the transdermal, oh my gosh, that topical is transdermal. It'll drive deep into the into the body, and it is wonderful. It's like a warm, loving blanket when you take. Here's it. Here's something we haven't we haven't shown in a long time. Yeah. Remember this? Oh my gosh, yeah, we were doing uh, the contest. Everybody got the CBD samples for free. That's but right. CBDNF.com, use the code RSB15. There's free shipping on everything right now of the C, of the CBD from Nutritional Frontiers, and you can go to nutritionalfrontiers.com and the thermo. Uh, what is it? Thermogenesis Complete is now a big thing. They're new, newest, and they're it's on sale already. And you can double dip with the code RSB15. Hey, now. Robert Scott Bell. Hello. Oh, crap. <laughs> Robert disappeared. Hopefully everything's okay over there. All right. Well, uh, I think that was the complete of the uh, the shout outs there. So um, I'm just going to jump straight to uh, let, let's make Robert go away. Robert's gone. All right. And I'm going to bring in somebody here who's our guest uh, this hour. And uh, I'm just going to take advantage of the situation with no Robert. And I'm just going to just uh, no. Sorry. No, 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 Robert. No, no, Robert. Sorry. No, you're done. You can't be. It's just me and Cordy. Now, Cordy, what's up, man? Oh, wait, now I can't hear you. Are you muted? No, we never. Did we ever test with Cordy? We heard him earlier. Yeah, yeah we did. Remember? There, I'm did. unmuted. Oh, he was oh, muted. There he is. I'm unmuted now. Before. What happened with you, Robert? I don't know. Oh, you he just a, froze you up. You had a okay. very emphatic pause. He was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get me at a good moment of silliness, I hope. Good uh, <laughs> note. You made people smile before you went, went out momentarily. Hey, real quick, um, this story, uh, Cordy, because this is a big part of what brought you on to our you know, scene and so many people 
uh, because you stood against the tyranny coming out of California as they were going after moms and preachers and everything that wanted freedom in the midst of COVID crazy. <clears throat> There's an article here at Stat News that says uh, uh, COVID, well, here, amid another uh, rise in cases, COVID's new normal is set in. And the key, <clears throat> if you will, quote from this article, COVID's never going to be over. You need to set expectations accordingly. It's never going to be over. Now, <clears throat> I was among a wonderful group of healers this past weekend in Dallas, including Dr. Brian Artis, who's a DC, uh, and uh, Dr. Ed Group, also DC, ND, and Dr. Henry uh, Ely, uh, ND, and uh, Dr. Jana Schmidt, ND, and all that. And there were no medical doctors on the stage. It was a beautiful thing. And they were talking about the reality you know, more from a um, vitalistic view, you know, as a chiropractor, as you are a doctor of chiropractic, innate intelligence, vitalistic view of the body, the energy center. We are energetic beings first and foremost before it manifests physically. And, you know, I've said for many years that the virus is always a cover story for some toxicological burden and or nutrient or mineral deficiency that, of course, does impact the energetic systems of the body. So. Uh, here, it's made more valid by the day as we look into the research. And, of course, the controversy of Dr. Artis is he's bringing up these snake venom peptides in all of these pharmaceutical products that are being found in so-called COVID people, you know, COVID-infected people. You're like, all right, why are those sequences there? You have to ask the question, and it's a very uncomfortable answer. But suffice it to say, our answer is not more toxic poison. It's not hiding our, and, and not breathing. It's not isolating. It's not living in fear. It's engaging in how do we strengthen the human body? How do we free flow the spirit of healing from God into and through our bodies to protect us in a, in a time of, you know, we call it universal deceit. We call it universal toxic burdens that are being imposed upon us through injection, through other, other means and mechanisms. So, you know, as we go out into the world and we hear us see a story like this, I was like, no, I don't accept that as the new normal, right? As they've said to us, they want us to expect us to have to live enslaved to the fear of a germ that was clearly not natural, engineered as it was. And, and so you've moved from California, one crazy coast to New York and Long Island, another crazy coast, although there may be pockets just on both coasts where there are good people, I'm not saying they don't exist. So I got to get caught up on the journey you've been through. You've been through a lot to to be where you are today, and I'm so excited to see you. Well, it's great to see you too, buddy, and and thank you for wrapping the shirt. Um, it always looks good on you. It's all that. What, what is it? Kick now. I want to go to the gym with uh, with all brains. The heat. He brings the heat. We went to the gym to get. I don't know. I'll live, live through it again to do it again because um, I was exhausted. So. Don't let the uh, 21 year old body fool you because he is uh, he is an athletic dynamo. So at any rate, no, I mean, we went we went from California to uh, New York. And it's funny, uh, Robert, because, you know, a lot of people will say in California, well, there's a bunch of communists and bad people in New York and New York will say, wow, I can't believe you came from California. But truth of the matter is there's communist strongholds in both. But the majority of the state, believe it or not, from what I've seen, is very red in both cases. You know, you've got Sacramento, you've got LA, um, you've got San Francisco, but the rest of the, you know, the core of California is predominantly red. Same thing, you've got upstate New York, you've got the city, but when you're talking pockets of Long Island, um, I headed to a Jets game last night and I was on the uh, subway, took the subway from Garden City, New York to a Penn Station, transferred there to the Meadowlands, 
train takes you right up in front of Jet Stadium. And I was there next to a, a, a man had to be, I think he was 23, this kid was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm 43, I got 20 years on him. And, and we were just became best pals, started talking politics, diehard conservative, diehard really freedom guy, right? Like, like RFK leaning guy, Trump leaning guy, just wants everybody to have choice of, you know, like I always used to say, what goes in their brains and what goes in their veins. But I think this is another uh, exploit for, you know, a vaccine. And we're seeing that already. I saw the Gateway Pundit reported on it a couple of days ago or a day ago um, about another. They've, they've now admitted that the, the jab before didn't work. Well, we all knew that. And now they're coming out with another one. This one's going to work. And, you know, you've got a sleepy, creepy Uncle Joe wearing the facial condom again. And, you know, now he's gotten jabbed again and he got COVID for a third time. And I think fake Dr. Jill, um, she got she got the jab. And it's just crazy, man. So, yeah, no, I think that um, vitalism, you couldn't be in a better time period if you're a natural, holistic healer or believer in your God given potential to heal. Um, like this is the perfect time. This is what we were built for um, this time to win people over and reach them. That's it. That was what I experienced this weekend. And and I yeah, I think um, Anna shared a video. I think Nurse Michelle took the video for those. Shout out to Nurse Michelle. Appreciate that. Uh, I got up on stage and uh, and I just mentioned how amazing it was. This was a, a, a very deeply grounded in science presentation throughout the weekend. All four of the non-doctor doctors, because they're not MDs, presented something that is so solidly researched that, again, and they're not uh, uh, unopened to discussion and even debate and, and argument over it. I mean, it's like, dude, we are going in. Tell us where we're wrong. They're not hiding from it. They're not just theorizing. They're actually you know, validating everything. And then coming in with, here's what we do. Now knowing this, this is what we do. So it was all focused on not managing the symptoms or pretending you can't avoid them and you know, uh, you just isolate. It was really about engaging the human spirit. And, and it was just so uplifting ultimately, even though you could say, hey, there's some scary information in there. I agree. But it wasn't a fatalistic view. And that's where it's coming from. What? The vitalistic views of the naturopaths, the homeopaths, the herbalists, et cetera, uh, that are not ever invited to the table at, when we talk about our government. Uh, and, you know, that's what's interesting about Bobby Kennedy. You mentioned uh, as he's running as a what we call a Kennedy Democrat and people that like Trump like Bobby Kennedy. Isn't that interesting? It's not yeah. so much about RRD. It's like, what do the people individuals stand for? Do they believe in freedom? Do they believe in, in, in individual liberty and rights? Would they defend it? And that is more important than party, uh, let's say, membership. Although you can see just like what the, the Republicans did to Ron Paul, it looks like the Democrats are attempting to do to Bobby Kennedy in this next election cycle. Yeah, no, no, I think you're right. And, you know, I'm a Trump guy, but um, there's so much to be said for having those two dynamic guys. If they could be, well, obviously Trump's going to be the Republican pick, but just because of the margins and everything else. And I think he's the right guy because he's a, he's an outsider. He's a maverick. Um, I think he'll have even more testicular fortitude this time around than he did last time. Cause I think he's learned not to trust scumbags like Kevin McCarthy, um, you know, Mitch McConnell, just these just awful human beings, disgraces to humanity, in my opinion. Uh, the only bigger disgrace would be Anthony Fauci. And, and uh, you know, I think RFK, uh, you know, here's a guy that had everything and went away. And now he's pretty much been, um, you know, alienated from his entire family. And, you know, there's one thing I don't agree with RFK on. But, but you know, if I was going to pick Joe Biden 
or no Trump or RFK. I mean, I agree on 90% of, uh, but, but I also, I always hold people accountable when yeah. I don't agree with Trump on something, you don't sure. say, Hey, I don't agree with this. And that actually has never really happened except for, um, McCarthy. I think he's been a little bit too gullible sometimes with political games, but then mm. people always remind me that are close to him that Cordy, he did that on purpose. He's, mm. he's showing one thing. He doesn't like to telegraph his punches. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I would get frustrated with him, um, you know, I had to just rest in that there was a plan that I didn't know of. And I'm not referring to the QAnon plan, right. but there was a plan that, yeah. that I didn't know of that, that he was privy to more or different information than mm-hmm. me. But I love RFK, his stance. Mm-hmm. I know it's not lip service, what he's saying, because of everything he's given up. And yeah. I think we need to really be different in the way we think now about political servants, because, you know, Vivek had me really fooled for a while. And then I found out he had ties to George Soros money. He got Soros money to fund the scholarship for him to go to Yale University. Uh, Gateway Pundit reported on this about three weeks ago. Do you think that's automatically a a disqualification or is it possible he could or someone? And I'm just asking sincerely because I don't. Yeah, I I appreciate uh, it. Could it, you know, could it be, hey, look, he took the money, didn't even know who, where it was from and just went and got an education. I don't know. I mean, I like a lot yeah. of what he says. I am suspicious, too, because he came out of the scene almost out of nowhere. And I think we always have to have that radar on. Yeah. To, you know, um, but I like track records, like with Bobby Kennedy, as yeah. you mentioned. The guy's yeah. got a track record. And what I like about him almost more than anything else is willingness to say, you know what? I don't know. I'll investigate it or give me the information. I'll research it. And he'll actually change his mind based on new information. And, and, you know, I think that's a good point, um, Robert Scott Bell. I think we have to be have discernment, but also have forgiveness. You know, sometimes people will try to say, oh, well, Joe Kennedy was corrupt and he was with the mob and this and the Kennedy's that. And I'm like, OK, and there's been about 80 years or more since that took place. I mean, are we going to hold him accountable for what his great grandfather did or grandfather? Like, is that really the people that we are? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think then the other part of it is. You know, George Soros, what he's done to ruin America and what he's done with his money. Um, you know, I think that to take money from a human being like that, um, you know, I think it's a great question. It's certainly, you know, I know where you stand politically and obviously we're friends. So, you know, yeah, no I, I, like you said, I don't come in yeah. with an agenda other than to ask the question to go. I, you know, I like what he's bringing to the debate stage and, and encountering doesn't mean I trust the guy and that he's not somehow trick you know again this is part of what politics is all about too 100 and, percent. and yeah, it's really all pray to that also yeah again, i don't want to look at any of these candidates as political saviors even bobby kennedy who like we looked at ron paul the last you know guy that we were like oh my god this guy's in got the integrity all the way through and in my buddy who you know I've, I've introduced you to i've told you about uh who's running uh jonathan emord for the u.s senate in virginia I mean, I have a 25 year track record with him. So there's no doubt, you know, it's not like, oh, I wonder if it's like everybody knows this guy and what he's about and he'd be good to support. And we do. In fact, we're going to do a three hour telethon on this show on TV, And Mike Adams is helping us to put that out there on uh, next coming Monday, the 18th. So I hope everybody will participate and support him. But as we talk about uh, even if let's just say I, I think it would be great if Bobby Kennedy could get the nomination on the Dem side. Now, again, we know what he's up against there. He knows it and they're going after yeah. it. I don't know what happens one way or another. Some people are saying there won't be an election because they're trying to bring COVID back so that they can do mail-in ballots and scam it or just not have it again. Uh, it's just, it's a crazy time we are living in and it's hard to predict what's going to happen a month from now, much less, you know, when the next election cycle actually transpires. 
Uh, but at the same time, having these people out engaging and discussing and debating uh, is so good to hear, yeah. especially the thing that the, all the things Bobby's saying is like, you never heard that other than what we've been talking about for years. Now he's out there saying it and the Dems don't want him saying it. So we realize the establishment uh, wing of the Republican and Democrat parties are the you know two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And occasionally you have some breakthroughs that occur. Yeah, no. And, and Robert, I think that's a great point. I think it's, you know, it's to have RFK out there is another, I think, whether he gets elected or not, whether he wins the primary or not, you know, I'm sure they're going to rig it to your point. But to have him out there for those independents or people that were maybe they feel like the Democratic Party has gone way too far left to have a Democrat, a Kennedy, you know, a, a namesake, a Kennedy brand now saying, hey, they are corrupt. Look what they're doing to me. Mm-hmm. Now it's not just while wow, they made Donald Trump bad, but now they made somebody from your own party bad. And and it, it you know, it's kind of pathetic, I guess, that we've been dumbed down to politically. We're almost, you know, conversations have to be almost like at a third grade level to get people to understand politics. But that's how manipulative they are, that they are so good with a, you know, you know, just the main, uh, just manipulating people. You know, you look at health choices, you look at cancer. Um, you know, my wife said the other night, unpopular comment she made, cancer is a choice. And and to some degree, I agree with that, but I also, I don't know that I completely agree with that because what if you're, what if you live out in a mobile home in East Arkansas and you've listened to the mainstream media, you believe the white coats forever, and there's this generational passing down of higher authority. Mm-hmm. Um, should you be ignorant your entire life? No, but I think it's our job, your job, my job, Super Don's job, everybody out there to inform people and help reach people, just like we're trying to reach people now uh, with kind words, with love and all that. And so that's, you know, my wife and I had a, had a heated discussion at the dinner table the other night, and it was just over like grace. Mm-hmm. And I think that that conversation kind of rides into what we're talking about politically. But I do think there are so many people that talk a great game. And going back to Vivek for a second, this guy was a CEO of Visor. I think we do have to ask questions. And I totally agree with you about that. But like he had me, I was totally on board with this guy because of what he was saying. And then I started to ask questions. I'm like, okay, did he stand up and give up everything like Donald Trump and like RFK did? No, he didn't. So do I know the man's actions or do I just know his words? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it became clear to me once I saw this Soros stuff running out, it's kind of like Ron, Ron DeSanctimonious mm-hmm. um, had a Obama bundler that started to fund him. You know, part of it, you know, I'm a Trump guy. That was part of it. But I still was like in the wrong camp for a long time. And then these things started to come out. And it was really clear that Ron, again, was willing to sacrifice you know, and kind of do the the Kevin McCarthy move, which is act like a tough guy when it's politically beneficial, but mm-hmm. change your view. He changed his view when he was in Congress. He changed his his views a little bit when he was the governor. And now he's flip-flopping on other issues. It, it's just interesting. And you have to well, look yeah, at the We, we, we got to analyze it this way. And I appreciate, again, the candor and discussion. You know, if I look at what Ron has done in Florida overall, it's a significant track record that's better yeah. than most every other governor. Uh, of the 50 states, right? Uh, on the issue of COVID and freedom and choice. and 100%. But, You know, in our documentary that we did called Utah Safe and Effective, uh, a question mark, we pointed out that every one of the candidates, Republican and Democrat, at least initially, 
were in favor of the injections, all of them, Trump included, yeah, as you know. That's true. And, and so they all got it wrong. Now, question is, what do they do now that they got it wrong? And for many of us, we look at Trump and go, he still hasn't acknowledged, you know, maybe a little, he's started to kind of awaken aware about the uh, so-called side effects or adverse effects. But, you know, that's soured a lot of people to the good things that we perceive. Hey, Trump brought this as an outsider. It's pretty amazing. And yet, does he own up to him? And, you know, we got to go look at character flaws, character defects or strengths, weaknesses and weigh it out and go, all right, I can deal with that because this is so much more important right now. And I think that's we all make decisions trying to weigh these things out if we're conscious about it and go, all right, I know there's this, there's this. And everybody's got that. There's no perfect candidate. And as I said, even Ron Paul, uh, what should he would he become president? I said, wouldn't have been the, the solution to everything. There's still so much inertia and momentum and the swamp, as we call it still exists that one man, one woman can't change it. It is up to each of every over one of us to not uh, fund it, support it and engage in it and be subservient to it and begin to live our lives as if they have no impact on us because a lot of it is the perception that becomes the reality. And so as we look to whether it be a presidential candidate, senatorial or, or dog catcher, ultimately it's like, how do we live our lives? How do I live my life as it impacts that larger picture? And I think that oftentimes we'll get caught up and go, well, this guy can save us. This gal can save us. And I don't want anybody to be under that illusion, even though, yes, there are better and worse candidates and we all got to weigh it out and decide which way to go. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really well articulated. And, and no, I agree with you. Trump did get it wrong. Um, there's there's no question about that. And, um, you know, you can make excuses for it, but he still got it wrong. Right. Yeah. And 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 I think the owning that would make a lot of people um, uh, rest at ease. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that's and I'm not giving him a pass there because I, I, I love Robert Kennedy for his boldness around that. He hasn't been shy yeah. about his opinion. And, and it may be it may be the reason why he doesn't get to the next level. But I really admire that conviction because yeah. we need that. You, you know, the way things have been watered down where people do politically talking, uh, people do political talking points just to get in, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the same time, though. Would we rather have a Joe Biden or a McConnell mm-hmm. or have somebody that gets it 90 percent right? And that's not a pass on the 100,000 sure. people or more that have died. But like, yeah. that's what we're up against. To your point, it's like we need a whole overhaul because all we're doing right now is delaying the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like all we can do is hope that we can buy ourselves enough time where strong leaders come in over the next really eight to 20 years, I'll say. Because it's not just about this election. This election is the most important one because I think another four years would take us straight into communism. I honestly believe that. But let's say we get the next four years. Then what do we do to set up the next 16 years where this never happens again, where it never gets to where someone can control and mobilize an FBI? Someone can they don't agree with your views like Owen Troyer and they arrest you. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many examples. The ATF going to that yeah. guy's house the other day that Gateway Pundit reported Dude, they, on. They have weaponized uh, every aspect of federal law enforcement. It's not enforcing laws, but enforcing a political will. Uh, yeah. You know, the FBI, other, it's just an absolute to say disaster is an understatement. Um, I would n- I like nothing better to see in terms of, you know, outcomes that Bobby Kennedy and Trump would debate. And, and yeah. you know. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. And, and you know, the way Bobby Kennedy is, he's not one that attacks personality. He said, you know, and he's stuck to it. He's just like, look, I'm about policy and perspectives. And I, I'd be intrigued to see someone that doesn't 
uh, react the same way, you know, when Trump would come, you may come up with funny names or whatever, which makes me yeah. laugh. I enjoyed that part of it too, honestly. Yeah. But again, to engage in a serious debate of substance, uh, I would love to see it. Just saying. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that you would see a different side of him come out because I think that, I mean, I don't know how you can not respect RFK. You know, I don't mind him insulting. I don't mind Trump insulting McConnell, uh, you know, Lion Ted Cruz, you know, all of them, the whole game of, I mean, these are, yeah. you know, all of them, you can't really say anything redeeming. I think on the, you know, in 2016, the only redeeming mm -hmm. human being on stage was probably Ben Carson right. uh, uh, besides Trump, right? Like, I mean, they're just, you had a lot of filth, like mm -hmm. the political establishment was up there in force. Mm -hmm. And, you, I, you know. I want to talk to you about the, the things that have matured you over the course of the last few years, particularly because you ran for Senate in California as well in just a moment. But I also want to show, Sayer G, my buddy, sent me uh, uh, an int uh, interesting thing, a Conversations at Unite. Join us for an act interactive town hall um, this coming, I believe it's this coming Sunday, uh, September 17th, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific. That means 5 p.m. Eastern time, uh, hosted by Stand for Health Freedom, powered by Unite. It looks like Leah Wilson, Stand for Health Freedom, is going to interview uh, Bobby Kennedy on issues of American values, health freedom, transparency, and the food supply. Again, Bobby Kennedy has been great on that, bringing, bringing organic agriculture back to the fore and everybody growing their own food. That's a huge and important part of this. The economy, the power of the free market. He's definitely not a Marxist, I have to say that. <laughs> um, the peace economy, the idea of not engaging in, in warfare wantonly uh, without a uh, declaration of war by Congress. That's something Ron Paul would talk about as well. And so if you guys want to participate in that, uh, uh, I don't know if there's a website linked to that, Super Don. Oh, yeah, there is. It's unite.live, it looks like, www.unite.live. So check that out. I think that'll be a fascinating journey. Uh, you can learn a little bit more. And I think this is the power of engagement. Again, I'm not uh, putting Bobby Kennedy any more than I am Trump as political saviors, but people that have a perspective that I believe that they care and, and love this country, America, and want to see it do better as opposed to being globalist because as kevin jenkins said on my sunday show in addition to other discussions we had it's about you know the one party the globalists and those who believe in america that's it and whether they have an rd or no by their name that's why you got to judge them you know do they stand for what is you know the basis the basic goodness of america or are they globalists are they marxists are they socialists are they collectivists and um you know Again, Bobby Kennedy, even is running a Democrat, his uncle, President Kennedy, uh, as a Democrat, is more conservative, if you look back at his record, than most every Republican currently in office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's sad, you know, and I think I was thinking, as you said that, it would be great if they did debate. And then it would be great if, you know, I know, I think, uh, um, I've heard in inner circles, and you might have heard this too, the RFK was a little um, irritated Mm -hmm. lost some respect for Trump because of on the vaccine, you know, the autism, uh, autism yeah. vaccine council, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. And I, I respect Bobby saying, Hey, look, yeah. he was going to put me in. And then he took, he got the ear of uh, Fauci and Gates took him away from it. And like what pisses, let's just say it like this Bobby off. He said, what about the kids? It's like, damn it. You abandoned the kids in that. In that case, it's like, I feel that too. And the advice yeah. he got was bad. It was wrong. And, He's going to have to own up to it, you know, and that's part of his legacy, too. Yeah. No, and I think, you know, that's true leadership, too, I think, is, you know, when people call you on something and you recognize it as a mistake, you know, do you truly in your heart feel like, 
people should have the choice to be vaccinated. Well, yeah, constitutionally, maybe they should, but you should also to endorse a vaccine and really push it beyond just saying this is your choice to take it. Those are two very different things. I mean, he could have said a million things um, after he realized if that's what happened, um, that it was toxic, that it had a spike protein, mRNA, um, luciferase technology, right? That um, created cardiomegaly and heart problems and killed people and all that. Um, and, and I don't think, I think he's too smart, too educated and too informed not to know that at this point. Mm-hmm. So there's some political advisor telling him not to do that, you know? Well, and, I, and I say the line that's drawn is one of choice. It's one thing to put something out there for people to make an informed choice about. It's another thing to take away that choice or say that the choice you have is either get the shot or lose your job. Get the shot or your kid doesn't yeah. go to school or play sports. Yeah. Get the shot or you can't travel. That is no longer a choice. You have now, and that's not where Trump was. You got it. Whether you, whether, even if you hate Trump, you got to go. He was not a mandate guy. Now, the things that he set up ended up that way. That's upsetting. But yeah. I, got, you know, I just ask people to step back from the personality, the love, the hate, the disgust, whatever it is, and just go, let's assess this more objectively. And then we can go, all right, yeah, I don't like this. I like this. I don't like it. Weigh it all out and then move forward from there because there's a lot of derangement on all of politics. And I understand why it exists. Uh, but I, I like to have these discussions. Where we can bring out perspectives and go, oh, I hadn't heard that, or I heard that, but I disagree with that. That's fine. That's what we're here to do. That's what we need to engage in, discuss, and respectfully disagree if that happens. And, yeah. and that's a lost art, apparently, because you have to cancel people that you don't agree with. That's not right. No, you're absolutely right. And it's, uh, you know, I think that's what the, that's the scariest thing about the conversation we're having now. There's so many constitutional intrusions. And like you and Super Don were saying before I came on, you know, the the New Mexico governor. I mean, you're seeing all these different, these assaults on different levels of freedom. And they all, they all relate back to us having an unbiased independent republic, right? Whether it's they're, they're infiltrating our voting system, they're infiltrating, tying in the Supreme Court and owning that. They already control some of the judges in the court system. They're going after a political opponent and a former president. You know, you see that. And then, you know, in different states, there are now this this new kind of era of communism or socialism is empowering some of these blue, you know, Democrats who maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago would have never tried some of the things they're trying. But now they're almost acting as if they have this supreme power to just rule us. And and we are the servants. Don't let them get away with it, New Mexico. Don't let her get away with it. Um, that is full for sure. You know, we have to stand in the, in the gap there, so to speak. And I know you've been doing it ever since you picked up that megaphone years ago. Now it's crazy. Uh, where's the best way to connect with you? Is it still 1776 forever free? Or is there another site we need to know about? Yeah, you can go to CordyWilliams.com. You can go to 1776 forever free. We'll be in, um, at Trump Doral in, um, the second week of October, I think that's October 12th through the 15th, mm-hmm. um, that Thursday to that Sunday, um, you know, Eric Trump will be there. Don Jr. will be there. Clay Clark and a host of others, General Flynn. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll be there as is well. The Reawaken America tour. It is. It is. Okay. This is there. I've done about half of them. Um, you know, I missed some of them because of the campaign. Um, yeah. But we are going to be um, kind of moving into um, launching a Gen Z campaign. Um, that we've got some um, investors doing right now 
where we, you know, essentially get um, a bunch of different 12 to 25 year old influencers. We're going to start uh, for three. We're going to work up to as much as 20. Uh, mm-hmm. We're trying to raise a half a million dollars for it. We want to pay these individuals a thousand dollars a month for 12 months um, because it's estimated that Joe Biden and the Democrats, they've gotten over 60 million views pushing their narrative to the age group of 12 to 25. Mm-hmm. So you think about not only this upcoming election, but future elections, they're controlling the narrative. And that's that's the scary part because people start to capture the young people any, and turning them into a bunch of Marxist collectivists. Yeah. And, you know, they do it in college if they hadn't gotten to them in high school. Uh, yep. That's why I don't recommend sending your kids there unless you deprogram them every day, every day. Speaking of agree and disagree, our friend Lori Harvey, this sounds like she disagrees with your wife about cancer being a choice. Uh, she, she lost her husband to cancer, of course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the choice she says is you choose how to treat it or how to care for it, how to respond to Amen. it. And, you know, it is a big spiritual issue, too, not just a physiological issue. When we talk about, you know, how some people are born into, uh, you know, poverty and toxic environs and it's like they never had a chance. And you got to ask that bigger spiritual question. Why do bad things happen to good people? And that's today's not the topic there in, but uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm happy to engage in those discussions as well. So the question is about maturity as we wrap it up with you, Cordy, because I got a homeopathic hit I got to do after this. <laughs> you ran for the U S Senate. Uh, you found out that there were a lot of people, and this is, I don't think unique to California, but that's where you were at the time that promised all kinds of things, but that we're not interested in actually what's the goodness of America and supporting candidates that are good in, at the state level and every level, but we're in for what enriching themselves, empowering themselves. What was the, the maturation or disillusionment you went through? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it was that, you know, you would expect the skies falling. We're in this lockdown period. We've never been on these imposed mandates. Businesses are shut down. Streets are like ghost towns. And you would have thought the political behavior of people just being selfish, greedy, and and just self-focused would have changed, mm-hmm. um, but it hasn't. I mean, the, the political structure that we have um, in our government is exactly the same. The same players that were there five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago are still there. And you had, you know, people start to come on the scene like me but there's this underlying system that is the machine that runs it. Um, you know, everybody kissing the rain of McCarthy and, and no one being willing to step outside and be a maverick or, or an outside person because they're so invested in their own political future. And you start to see that happen. I think that was the disheartening thing. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, hopefully now I don't think Trump's doing a dinner with the California GOP anymore but he was at one point and you know you couldn't you couldn't think of bigger scumbags to not support uh the 45th president than the california gop i mean they are they are just the essence of political groups meaning you know when it's beneficial for them they're they love trump when it's not beneficial for them and he's got his back turned oh he's this he's that you know we need somebody else so much so they pushed money to other races besides his and that's really where you know, it's a sad state of affairs when you have a a large populist group of people that want one or two candidates, but you have, you know, uh, Rhonda McDaniels, Ronald McDonald, as I call her. Um, you have people like that influencing where the money goes. And mm-hmm. so much of it is about money. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the money, the power, the lies, the greed, 
I was right. definitely disheartened. Ever present there in, in the human experience as well. And, uh, you know, I just wrap it up with you now, coming back to our spiritual senses, uh, getting back and reconnected to our divinity is so very important because all of these other things are so easy, easily uh, deceptions, if you will. You know, you've heard the term Decepticons, right? So many yeah. folks speak a good game and then you find out they have no integrity beneath the surface, but we uh, react to the thin veneer of, hey, that sounds like what I believe. And we don't go dig beneath the surface. That's kind of what we discussed today about various candidates as well, even though we're not necessarily going on a political bent, but engaging in an intellectual pursuit of something better in terms of uh, fundamental uh, commitment to freedom as opposed to paying lip service to it, if that. Uh, and I know, I know where you stand, my brother, and I'm appreciative of uh, you reaching out and being on the show with me today and uh, anything that's coming up, I want to know about it. And I, I don't know if I can make it to the event you're going to be at the next reawaken, but uh, I know you're going to, you're going to slay it because you, you just bring it all the time. Well, so do you buddy. And, and I appreciate your friendship, you and super Don, you guys have been amazing um, over the years and I'm honored always to be on the show and it's great to see you guys. Keep saying it, but I'm going to do it eventually. I got to get back out to Utah. I'm sure that that whole little garden and plant area is taller than me. Mm -hmm. Kind of looks like it by by looks of the picture. So I really look forward to it. Well, love to your wife and kids. And, uh, you know, listen, bring that uh, power to have integrity back to those areas in New York where you are right now. And, uh, you know, I know you'll stand strong and uh, keep that chiropractic flow going, too. Absolutely. Well, I love you guys. Thanks for having me on today. All right. Cordy Lee Williams, 1776 forever free. CordyWilliams.com. We have them all linked up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. I love visiting with my friends here and uh, you know off the air as well. But if we can't get it off the air, then we'll get it on the air and that'll be good. We'll have little reunions, great discussions as well. So thank you all for being here and indulging me. Are there any other announcements before we do our homeopathic hit of the day? Super Don. Uh, because uh, I think we got about the right amount of time to do it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, in 15 seconds, you'll have five minutes. Well, I have to uh, give a quick shout out to James Lyons Weiler, Dr. Jack, and the IPAC, IPAC-EDU.org, and their ongoing investment in education that you can partake in, very affordable to improve yourself and give, your, give you the ability to interact with the world in a much more confident, comfortable manner to know the basis for good science, sound science, various sciences. Um, here's a, a link to Popular Rationalism, the Substack by Dr. Jack, new IPAC EDU information sheet, mercurial science, and thimerosal is more toxic than methylmercury and much more. This is the kind of investment in, yeah, it might not be politically correct, but actually it is in terms of correct, accurate, and on target but also the sciences uh, that are engaged in. I love what Dr. Jack is doing and we support him 100%. You guys check out all the offerings at ipac-edu.org. And that leads us to our homeopathic hit of the day. What could it be there, Super D? What are we doing? I love when you, I love when you try and do the, uh, the radio voice there. I just have fun with it for a moment anyway. All right, how about... It's silly. Don't take me too seriously. Other than when I'm talking <laughs> homeopathy, it's all serious. This is a, our homeopathic hit of the day is gelsemium. Gelsemium is rising the charts because a lot of people are anxious and fearful. And this would be a good remedy to consider, considering that. And we can go full screen on that and bring it up a little tighter so I can see it. And then we can talk about some of the basics of this remedy, gelsemium, Whoa. which is the yellow jasmine. I've talked about it many times over the years. 
it's the, the, the remedy for, you know, if you're anticipating and anxiously awaiting something that you're dreading or afraid of, you're not comfortable with. And this could even be a dental visit, right? It's like, who doesn't like love to go to the dentist? Like, oh no. So you could have gelsemium instead of heavy narcotics. I'm not saying that, I'm not talking painkillers right now. I'm talking about in anticipation to relax you because very often if you're anxious and nervous about something and you go there, it ends up being worse for you. Imagine if you can relax without taking a Xanax. Wouldn't that be great? So as we do the homeopathic hit on gelsemium, it's often associated with, again, anticipation, anxiety, and even acute flu-like symptoms. Now, this is a brief guide that I go through each day because it's so much more when you get into the Materia Medica of how to use and what to use uh, gelsemium for that, you know, people look at that and go, well, that's that's very superficial. Well, we're just hitting, doing the hits, just the hits. Uh, so... When we look at the origin of gelsemium from the yellow jasmine, uh, it's uh, native to warm subtropical regions. It's a plant that you all have seen probably pictures of. Vex Super D, as we move forward in these things, I don't know if AI can give you an image of, you know, these plants or these substances, but maybe we can add to the visually. If not, they're just very cut and dry, black and white to the point, each remedy that we're covering here. Um, but gelsemium is amazing. It's physical characteristics most commonly used Again, even for flu-like symptoms characterized by fatigue, even trembling, general weakness. Now, there'll be other remedies that will cross over into that. So if you really want to go dig deeper, get a Materia Medica. The Boriki is the one I recommend. Or you can even search the Boriki information online, B-O-E-R-I-C-K-E. Super, let me just show this on screen. I'm going to hold up the Boriki for those that are new. This is one. Usually they're printed in India now. I have a number of these, but you see how thick they are. And if I open up the book, uh, let's see if I can go. Actually, I'll just go to gelsemium, EFG. I, I know my alphabet. <laughs> Where am I in this book? I'm getting there. I'm just going to show you visually what we can't show you in a quick hit, just so you have a perspective on all the things in here. Glonoenum, which is a uh, um, nitroglycerin, which it can be used, of course, for heart issues. Here it is, gelsemium. Okay, so right here, yellow jasmine. Can you see that? I think you can. It's hard to focus on it. But there it is. Look at all the detail there. That's just one, one and a half pages. Go to another page. And so, like I said, if you started there, it might be overwhelming. And that's the purpose of this homeopathic hit. So go back to our uh, basic, and you get this download. Uh, Superdon is now making them available as PDF only, which is what I suggested for other reasons. But it's it's all you need to start. Uh, from a, a mental health experience, we're talking about anxiety, especially related to future events and responsibilities. Go through these primary uses real quick here. We've got the anxiety anticipation, effective for stage fright. Ah, any of you afraid of public speaking, uh, taking a test, you clam up, you, your, your brain goes, where's, I knew it, I knew it all. I got so anxious. That's gelsemium. So have that before you take the test, SATs or whatever, if you do those things or, or driving tests, whatever. Fear of the dentist, other situations involving nervous anticipation. When it goes into the flu-like symptoms, there's a lot of remedies for flu-like symptoms. But this is, again, specific fatigue, muscle weakness, feelings of heaviness, and it'll cross over to other remedies. And even sometimes gelsemium plays a, a role in chilling out the headaches. Because when you're under stress or you have infections, these things can create headache scenarios. And so relaxing that can help reduce that intensity of a headache. Low potencies we've talked about between 6X, 30C, uh, you know, self-help self, uh, kind of stuff. If you want to go really into deep-seated uh, anxiety and fear, you can go into those higher attenuations and potencies. But consult a homeopath if you feel like you're in over your 
homeopathic head, that's okay too. And uh, we'll wrap it up here with a few complimentary remedies. As you start looking at one, you might be, oh, what else could be in this realm? How about Ignatia? This is a remedy I've often talked about for grief or mourning, the loss of a loved one, a, a, a dog, a cat, a bird, a loved one, a spouse, whatever. Ignatia is the remedy. It's related. Bryonia. I love that Bryonia keeps coming up. It's good for so many things because it's a liver polycrest. So you can use Bryonia first and then follow up with Gelsemium like I do with a lot of things. And I added to the mix chamomilla. You know chamomile tea. It's relaxing, right? Chamomilla, complimentary remedy indicated for nervousness and restlessness. And of course, Gelsemium as a homeopathic remedy is safe. So there you go. Think about it as the stage fright, the dental fright, the nervousness. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what's about to come on. I got to take a test. That's your remedy, homeopathic gelsemium. So there you go, another homeopathic hit under the uh, bridge, under the water. Where is it? In the water or in the pellets that you got. And with that, I've got a lot more to do, but we're out of time until the bonus round, about 60 seconds or less from now. Thank you for being here. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. All right, I do see a question already popping into the, the mix. Is uh, behind me this computer just uh, wigged and wants to do something? I don't know what. Super Don, are you with me? Yes. Huh. Reinitialize this it, thing. Still haven't worked all the bugs out, but overall it worked pretty well. It did. Got through most of the show. Up. Not bad. <laughs> um, oh, uh, oh. So let's see. What about pain from injury? Uh, Panasana five hundred seven. That's Arnica. Arnica, Montana. Today was not Arnica. Our homeopathic hits are one at a time with a few adjuncts. That's all, That's how it is. So go back and listen to them. Super D, I have a feeling that one day we're going to have to pull those out of each show and kind of create a uh, kind of an encyclopedia, visual video encyclopedia of all these remedies um, as we're building them. could be very valuable. Well, I mean, I've got them all. Yeah. So... But yeah, uh, Panasana Arnica is your number one for pain from injury. We've talked Hypericum. That was one of our remedies that we've covered as well. Um, I was just looking at the, um, there was an invitation you just sent me, and I realized that we haven't talked about this, but you know, Monday we It wasn't have, me. It was Kevin. Kevin. All right. Yeah. Um, but we haven't talked about this, but Monday the 18th is our, of course, in-studio spectacular with guests from all over the world joining us in support of Jonathan E. Moore at a three-hour edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, more like a, uh, a brilliant, uh, what we call a telethon-like uh, event with Mike Adams, simulcast on Brideon.tv. And on Tuesday, we're going to be doing a live remote broadcast from Jared St. Clair's store in Bountiful uh, yeah. called uh, Vitality Nutrition. So I'm going to have guests lined up in studio at Vitality Nutrition. So we need to put that on the calendar as a don't invite remote guests for the 19th. So I know that he just sent some somebody and I had to say no, but let him okay. know why that is. All right. So the 19th will be a live remote broadcast of the Robert Scott Bell Show from uh, Vitality Nutrition. Thanks to Jared St. Clair. Gotcha. Because that day we're going to be doing some events with Jonathan E. Mord. So September 19th. Yep. Live remote broadcast from Vitality Nutrition. No guests except those who are there with us. That helpful? Um, well, Kevin may not think so, but. <laughs> well, <laughs> our bad, my bad for not like going through it. We just are, are making all of these details happen in real time every day. It's a little bit different, a little bit changed. And it's going to be a pray for Super Don, especially because he's going to have to manage a lot of this behind the scenes on the Monday broadcast for three hours with all the guests that we're going to be rolling through in support yeah. of Jonathan E. Mord. I'm not. I'm not too stressed about it. I mean, as long not, as we've okay. got we've got thing, everybody lined up, you know, 
It's coming together. Blank happens sometimes. You know, it's just the nature of it. It's just being able to um, roll with it, improvise, and adapt. So, well, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Remember, Biomed Expo starts a couple of days. If you're listening or watching live, July. Oh, where are we? No, not September 12th. July. What month is it? September 12th. You're living in the past, man. Right. That's not good for you. So here we are looking forward to 14th through 17th, and I'm not anxious. I don't need y'all seeing me for it. The Biomed Expo, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, the Alexis Park All Suite Resort, Las Vegas, Nevada. So if you just want to check out the exhibits, the exhibit hall, it's free. You just got to you got to sign up for it. We got to know you're coming. But if you you know, if you're he's like, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to go to all these lectures. That's fine. You can join us for free and we'll have exhibits available and samples and all kinds of fun stuff. So you can still show up and nothing out of pocket if that's what you want to do. I just want to make sure you have that option. So, you know, oh, I can't afford to be there. Like, no, you can, it can get in for free. You're not going to get in all the lectures, but you could certainly come to the, uh, the, the lec- uh, what we call the exhibit hall and see all the folks that are there. Uh, so I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, remember, we got the 10-year anniversary of the Healing Strong event. And this is uh, in Houston. And I don't know if there are tickets left, but it's the 29th and 30th of September. We have two, two events simultaneous, one in Pittsburgh, the professional training event for Nutritional Frontiers. This is all on the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. We then have on the 7th and 8th, I believe it is, or the 6th and 7th, is the uh, Your Health Freedom Gallon Symposium. Thanks to my friend Kristen Chevrier. She's got Dr. Pierre Corey coming in, Dr. Merrill Nass, Jancy Chun-Lindsay, Trisha Lindsay, Caleb Warnock, Priscilla Romans, Jared St. Clair, and me. So uh, we've got that going on, and that's all in the upcoming events tab. Then we got the big one. It's coming up before I know it will be there, the Health Freedom Expo, October 14th and 15th, and that's in Tinley Park Convention Center outside of Chicago. Uh, there's also the 12th and 13th for the Trinity Live event for Trinity graduates and students and all kinds of naturopaths, doctors, anybody who wants to get continuing education. You can do both or all of that, and um, that's coming up. So that's a big one. Then I've been invited to speak at the Patriots United event. And that's Washington State. It's just across the Columbia River from Portland, Oregon. Uh, and that's going to be the 21st of October, a full day event there. Uh, Stella Emanuel, who I saw this past weekend at the uh, Healing for the Ages event. Brian Artis from Healing for the Ages as well. And a number of other good folks that will be there with us and with me. October 21st, a full day event at the Clark County Event Center. And that's uh, Ridgefield, Washington, technically. And then we have the Heal Your Family Naturally event with Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. We had them on last week talking about the event. Uh, Bobby Kennedy, Kevin Zorbo, Judy Mikovits, David Brownstein, John Witcher, Dr. Jack Wolfson, the paleocardiologist. Dude, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And right before that, November 2nd, the F7 Film Festival. I don't know if you added that into the upcoming events. I don't see it. But that we did talk about that as a participatory event. And then next year, 2024, we get, there it is, F7FilmFestival.com. November 2nd, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, 2024, our first event officially that we know about is the Autism Health Summit, 2nd and 3rd of February, thanks to Tracy Slepsevic, who's going to be, I think, with us at the event in Las Vegas. Look forward to seeing Tracy. She's awesome. Brian Hooker will be there. James James Lyons-Weiler, Dell, Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Dude, what a, what, a, what a lineup at that event. So good stuff coming, Super D. It's needed to make sure I reminded everybody. And you can sign up for the newsletter for free and get plugged into all kinds of good stuff that's being sent out in that newsletter, including upcoming events and different online webinars and events that you can partake in for free and learn a lot of good stuff. Yes, sir. I agree. Okay. Well, yeah, it's enough for you to agree. <clears throat> 
<laughs> oh man, we you know there was a I don't know what happened, but on my re, my restream, I didn't yeah. restart the browser or anything. Um, but Did all you the, lose the question, I lost like all the comments that have happened. Um, Somehow it reset. I don't know. I did too, and I wonder. There if was, was a question earlier on, asking something about parasites, but I, I, it's gone now. So okay. I apologize to whoever it was that asked that. If you're, if you're still there, you can re-ask the question. Yeah, there's um, a lot that we talked about with parasites, and even uh, the brief interview with uh, Dr. Lee Merritt. She talked about parasites associated with what's called autoimmunity. Uh, so uh, there are a m- number of antiparasitic formulations out there, uh, from wormwood uh, to. Uh, uh, well, the herbal mectin, I've talked about the H-mectin formula, as well as copper. Copper is a potent antibacterial, uh, fungal, and antiparasitic. And a silver can play a role in that. But there are a lot of strategies that were revealed at the Healing for the Ages event. And all of the slides were made available. All of the documentation was made available to everybody that participated. And they will make it available for those that didn't participate. You know, you can you can buy in after the fact and get it all so you can review it. So... Oh, Steve found the question. Look at there that. It is. He's so awesome. What Thank you, it? Steve. It was from Ula. Um, there we go. There it is. What would be the safest parasite cleanse protocol for a two-year-old? I know wormwood and clove are too strong for such little creatures. Yeah, I mean that's can be harsh uh, at that age for a two-year-old. But I mean, you know, you get kids that have hookworm and different things like that. And I, you know, I think that uh, both the silver and copper, which they need anyway, particularly the copper they do, is a safe way to address it along with homeopathy. There are homeopathic medicines we haven't covered yet uh, that address uh, parasites, including Cina, C-I-N-A. It's one we'll get to eventually. And there are a number of others, but there are formulations out there for parasites, homeopathic. And if we go back to Holda Clark and Hannah Kroger, the idea of using zapper-type frequency energies to make it very inhospitable for them to keep living in your environment or in that two-year-old's environment. So there are uh, frequency energetics that can help as well. And uh, I think that, you know, we might have to get a guest on specific to that issue so we can go deeper into that. So yeah, for a two-year-old, yeah. Yeah, for a two-year-old. Um, yes, silver copper can be used safely and uh, various um, homeopathics as well as, uh, again, these technologies, whether they be rife frequency-based or otherwise, the idea is hitting those frequencies to make it, you know, no longer hospitable for them to hang out in that little body. So those are some of the things I would do. Alrighty. Uh, had a comment earlier from Marge that did not involve saying ciao. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Kate Daly. Okay. It was um, our first guest in the first hour. She said that it reminded her of Darla's shine. Darla, yeah. She was like, I got to look her up. Cool. No, she was she was a, a great guest, I thought. Um, she just, you know, was very direct about her experiences. And, and uh, um, really, when we talk about the male-female, the relationship issue, I think it's a very important topic. Maybe we should do that only. Yeah. Nothing we should get, what we should do is get Darla on. I mean, yeah. she, was, she was the Happy Housewives Club. Um, yeah, maybe we get reach out to Darla for the, uh, uh, the telethon. Maybe she'll support Jonathan E. Mort. Yeah, I think she would like him a lot. That's, I think they would align politically. That's definitely possible. So I need to think about that and reach out to Darla. Yeah, uh, shoot she, her a message. She's awesome because she's uh, you know been a big fan of the show. Super Don worked with her back at, in TRN days as well, and uh, she'll often retweet the the listen link or the watch link uh, on Twitter. We appreciate on X whatever. Uh, but Darla is you know 
she's an amazing supporter of a lot of good causes and she does so a lot. You don't even know all the charitable things she's done for folks. Um, and she's even at one time or another helped you and helped me and helped us out. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, we love and appreciate her even without that because what she brings and she's very funny too, as you know, she brings the humor. Yep. All right. Cetra spotlight says, Hey guys, haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. You just got back from camping at Henry Cowell state park. I don't know where that is. I don't know where that is there either. No. Apparently, it's heads. It's uh, amazing history. So, what do you guys think that this is the first day I can say that our new set has been sort of fully functional, right? I didn't have any major glitches going into it, and during the show, a couple of things that pop up behind, but nothing major. Uh, I have uh, we had, we didn't use the secondary camera today, even though I had it. But I think when we got booted off or whatever happened, that glitch in the middle kind of lost that. But I've got a set the studio up today and tomorrow at the latest to have guests in studio. That's what's happening on Monday. And now we've got to go to the, uh, the, the biomed expo. So I won't be here to, to do much work until we get back on Sunday. So there's a lot to do. Um, kids will be staying behind and watching the place. So we'll be all right. And, uh, and they're adults technically and well-armed by the way. <laughs> so no problem there. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the, the funny uh, I, I hate this word, but realizations, mm-hmm. um, as you get older and stuff like that, that you, you, you keep, you, you always look at your kids as kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, even when they're like 30 years old, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like kids. Um, but you're, you know, like you just said, you know, they're adults mm-hmm. and that's, that's sometimes that's a bit tough that's weird. to make that transition in your brain. You know, they, they're adults, right? Yeah. Yeah? Hmm. I know you're still going through it, but. Yeah, I am. I am. So, But they are, and then they have kids. and. What, are all, what else did we not do today? I think we covered everything pretty well. Yeah. Any other commentary from you, Super D? I don't think so. No. Um, say next time, though, that you do an opening monologue like that with a brand new guest, I'm going to throw yes. something at you. Well, she didn't seem to be running away and hiding. I know? can't tell. I couldn't tell if she was just being a good sport or. or I, I thought I was being rather rational in determining how they were going to succeed in maybe locking us down and shut. You know all the things that I say. We we know better. We see better. But what if we see that visual? I know, but you went into like bleeding video. eyeballs and stuff. It was just like, holy cow, yeah. man. Dude, they want Marburg to happen. You know, <laughs> they want to frighten you like it's a real uh, life version of the X-Files so that you will run and hide. They're not beyond doing stuff like that. These people are just, you know, I don't have anything nice to say, so I won't say anything. But uh, I, it just came out today that way. I don't know yeah, why. It's okay. Yeah, It's all right. And thankfully, was, our guest did not run away. I was hanging on. I was hanging on. Kind of like I didn't that. realize you were doing that because I was so lost in thought. Dude, I was doing backflips trying to get your, your attention. You totally were not noticing because I thought I it would be funny if he saw me. Anything s- you were doing. Saw me doing YMCA in the beginning. I was trying to. Not at all. To, no. Okay. You were, you, were, uh, you were on a roll. Yeah. Just one of those moments of my, many. Ula loves Ula. the new background. Oh, the great. new set there. Yay. If anybody wants to design something that I can play in the background, I'll, you know, we'll be open to it. Super D did this. Um, we have a variation, I think, of it maybe that 
Anna did, uh, Anna Ditchburn, Laban's wife. You just got to find it and send it to me. Yeah, I got to find it. And then um, Anna, the other Anna, that's Anna, that's doing her social media stuff. She'll, she's been grabbing some quotes and some clips and putting them up on social media to maybe get get some more eyes and ears on the Robert Scatbell show. We're seeing how that's working out. It's our first time ever having that happen. And again, that's a, in, in large part to all of you that support us, especially those that are able to directly and support us through Patreon. We would no like way. some feed forward on that. Feed forward. Um, what do you think? Is it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but you know, the stuff that's going on in social media on the uh, Instagram, uh, she's doing a lot of work on Instagram. And yeah. uh, but, but there's stuff on of Facebook and a little bit on Twitter too. Facebook and Twitter, Twitter and, and stuff yeah. like that. So if you guys are noticing that, uh, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. If you're not noticing that, uh, go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. And uh, also, when you support those that support us, in other words, the sponsors, that is a huge, huge help too. That help lets them know you appreciate them for supporting us, the message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. And we don't have things on that we don't believe in or use or, uh, you know, would want you to have access to. So our friend Steve Feld should redesign or design something cool. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I got a message from him just the other day and I sent it to Super Don. It was a long message of like, I'm so sorry. I haven't been in touch and everything's been happening. I had to do this and this. And then, you know, after all of that soliloquy, you know, I just said, slacker. You know, I responded with one <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, we have that kind of fun. He he appreciates that. He's not like, oh my God, he's Robert a good Scott guy. Hates yeah. me. No, it's not that. We had that. And then I follow up and said, yes, let's get together whenever you can. Um, but uh, yeah, Steve designed the original concert t shirt that you saw on uh, Michael uh, Ula's son uh, earlier. That poster the show. right there. That t- yeah, that design right there, uh, which is kind of like a, you know, rock and roll tour kind of thing. And we also, I love the Allison design shirt that says the power to heal is yours with the kind of the flowers and things. Those are two really cool designs. They still work. But if, if you want a new one, I'd be open to it as well. Uh, yeah. But I, I thought I got Ula a V-neck of, the, of one of them. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, she wanted a V-neck. Yep. Yeah, it looks great. So we'll have to get back to the t-shirt thing as we go and grow. But good things are happening. Thanks to all y'all. And I appreciate it so, so much. Uh, and thank you again to our new patron supporters. And I think that, Super D, my sense of this is, you know, with the homeopathic uh, hits, it's been a very practical addition to the show that's giving people something that I don't know why I was, I, you know, I guess I still have trauma from the time I did a show for two or three hours on homeopathy and it bored everybody out of their tears. And I and it's affected me all these years. No. But I try to laugh at it and make fun. But the, the idea of doing it this way is really... I think it's working. And well, and I think it's something that, uh, you know, for, for years now, you mm-hmm. know, well, it, it, listen, look, here's, I don't know what you did before mm-hmm. I showed up, yeah. what your show was like at that point. I mean, I kind of know because like when I started, you were doing your thing, right? Yeah. Right. And I just like got in there and grabbed you and shook you around went, no, you need to do it like this. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what it's become, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have to remember my training was news. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I was working with, you know, news, news makers, news, news people. Right. Um, hosts that were driven by the news cycle. And so we it, it, it just kind of just we, we ended up going into doing a news cycle type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And we've done that for 18 years now. Um, but there are some things that that uh, make sense. Yeah. Practical things mm-hmm. that we can incorporate into the show, which I think people people obviously enjoy. 
Yeah. Well, and so these are some changes that are that are taking place. I have some other ideas. Okay. Uh, like I mentioned last last it was it last week I think it was yeah. that that I'm I'm working on putting together something here called the detox. Uh, oh, what the heck was it called? I don't know. Damn it. Dialogues. Detox Chronicles. De- detox dialogues. Dialogues. Okay. And um, because detox is is something that you know is is important. It's something you talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Pe- people want to know. You know. How, I mean, we were just talking about parasites, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's an important topic. And so I'm, I'm I'm figuring out a way that we can incorporate that. Um, probably not every day, like we're doing with the homeop- homeopathic hit, but something yeah. at least once a week or a couple times a week. Yeah, I was thinking that the homeopathic hit would be once a month and once a no, week. No, that's a daily thing. But I, what I want to do is I want to start putting together uh, content that people can can just use. I mean, it's good to know about what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. but practical stuff, you know, that you can put you can put your hand, you know, you, you can hold in your hand and go, okay, you know, this is something that that's going to help me today or help me later on down sure. the road, or I know somebody that this could help or something like that. And so that's kind of where my, my brain is going at the moment. So okay. that could lend itself to a third hour too, you guys, you know, I mean, you guys yeah. have talked about wanting us to do a third hour. Um, and, you know, we got to have that support to do it, but you know, absolutely. Going, we'll, going, so it's possible. Uh, how about uh preacher and the Polish girl? Any new episodes coming up? Not lately. No. Okay. It's been, and, been a minute uh, at home mom. Uh, same then. Yeah, it's been, I don't know, a week or two. Busy, busy, busy. Yep. All right. Well, we got lots of good stuff, and y'all are bringing it. So I hope to see you next Zoom AMA, which looks to be uh, Monday the 25th of uh, September. Looks like it'll be our next AMA, and it'll be 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Just just got an email. What's up? From Rosen. Mm Mm-hmm. B. Rosen. Yeah. And oh, it might be too long. Yeah, it is. Dang it. What is it? I uh, heard you speaking about Arnica and had to chuckle as I wouldn't ever be without it. Yeah. I experienced a leg cramp the other night. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, it was extremely sore. My hubby didn't have his hearing aids in. As we just woke up, I, t- I told him that I was going to the bathroom to put Arnica on my leg. And he said, what? You want me to put my arm around your leg? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says uh, we did have a good laugh when I repeated what I said that's cute yeah awesome remember the magnesium and the copper those two can yep. help with the cramping yep. together they're a very powerful duo it's good for restless leg syndrome too I think yeah. did I hear your calendar go off or was that mine something's coming up in 10 minutes that's you oh yeah you've got something at 4 o'clock or what at 3 o'clock I, I, I don't remember it I saw something on the calendar today it was something Something. Something today. Where are we? Oh, I, I think, yeah, I got, uh, oh, I got to do a, a bioactive silver hydrosol webinar for doctors. Gotcha. At, uh, let's see, 5 o'clock local and, time. And uh, okay. 40 minutes. Yeah. All right. So I better get at that. Hey, Super, okay. are you available later? Because I think I might have to do setup on the new studio for guests mm-hmm. and just run some tests on it. As far as I know. Yeah, okay. I should be. All right, so we'll we'll stay in touch on that. So I better all take right. a break now before that. And uh, appreciate you, my friend, and appreciate all y'all for being here on the show. Thanks to uh, Dr. Cordy Lee Williams. I hadn't seen him in a while. That was nice. And Monica Yates, for t- first-time guest in the first hour. That was a fun right. show today. Thank you for this new set, for the most part, working. And if you guys got any other insights, uh, please 
send them to askrsb at gmail.com uh, for SuperDot or just go to the website, robertscottbell.com and submit the comments and questions there. And we'll answer them on the air or acknowledge them there. All right. Uh, we won't have Ty tomorrow. No Ty? Just yeah. FYI. But, yeah, well, um, his, his wife's mother just passed away. Shortly. Yeah, he's got, I don't know, he's got something going on tomorrow, some yeah. kind of appointment or something. But well, we'll um, cover it. Whatever we got to cover, we'll do it. Let me look and see who we do have tomorrow. We have nobody tomorrow. It's just you and me, man. Oh. Yay. Wow. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Thanks. And gals. Uh, I, sorry, I want to be inclusive yes. to everybody. And, and those of you that don't know, that that's okay, too. If You can yeah. watch the show, too. If you happen to go to a bathroom that both guys and girls are allowed in at the same time, please don't pee on the seat, guys. Just saying. Dude, I saw one of those, those bathroom signs. Where were we recently? We went somewhere out of town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was the first time I'd seen one of those where, you know, it has, like, the figure of a man yeah, and a figure of a woman. Yeah. And then it has Lights a figure... Together. And and the and the, the the figure is wearing half of a dress, right? Standing there, you know, you well, know what I'm talking about. Is, it's one thing, Super D, to have most of the, you know these smaller bathrooms. They have two bathrooms, and they're they're intersex. They'll say, you know, you can be a man or a woman, you can come in, but it's one at a time, right? It's just these public ones where, ooh, no, and I don't think it's because we're old school. Um, no, but that's a topic for another day. Yes. Thanks for watching, guys. Hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys have a great day.